Hello and welcome to Green Pass Gaming Sunday Podcast. I am your host, Flap, as ever, and pinching a punch first out of month. Somehow it seems to be August already. Um, Christmas surely can't be that far away, but if that's the case, then that also means some fantastic games aren't far away either, including things like Halo Infinite, Forza, uh, Forza Horizon 5, all of those kind of things. We're inching closer towards those games and it feels fantastic. And we've had quite the week when it comes to Game Pass games. Um, and so our first topic tonight is basically a bit of a review of all of those uh, new games that have dropped. Not all of them in Game Pass Death's Doors on our list, but uh, we'll be discussing those good things. Uh, topic two, we're just going to be doing a bit of a, a, um, a game roundup of this week's news, gaming news, um, just discussing about a few bits and bobs that have been happening. And then uh, our favorite, our community favorite, we're going to be doing our gaming com- uh, confessionals. And this week, we're going to be discussing Game Rage. And I am looking forward to that one. Just to see and get a feel for uh, for our panel, the GPG crew, uh, and our guest, and and in the chat, please get involved and let us know about your game rage stories because I'm sure there's quite a few of those out there. But before we do any of those great things, let's move on to the panel and our guest this week, uh, and we'll go in order. First up, SX2 Scott. Scott, how the devil are you, my friend? What have you been up to this week? I'm good, man. Thank you very much for, for having us. I mean, uh, literally the only thing I've played this weekend pretty much is what you see on the screen right now. I've been playing a hell of a lot of the Halo Infinite technical preview. Um, you do surprise uh, me. Yeah, with a sprinkling of, of other things, I guess, but uh, not nothing too much else. I mean, I completed Death's Dawn, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. I made a start on Last Stop, which came to Game Pass recently, but then these past couple of days have really just been this with a, like I say, a sprinkler, maybe something like Apex or Rocket League. So I've been really, really enjoying playing the beta, though, but I'm sure we'll come on to that in a bit more detail soon. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's cool. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing some of your takes on some of these, particularly, obviously, the, the Halo Infinite um, flighting test. And I know a few people in our chat have also been lucky enough to, to get their hands on that. I'm, I'm intrigued to know about the bot experience as well. I was a little bit dismayed to hear that it was bots at first, but um, yeah. people are still having a great time playing that. So I'm looking forward to, to getting into that. Puxley, my normal wingman who's uh, looking after the chat and stuff. How the devil are you, my friend? And what have you been up to? Evening, yes, an evening chat. It's, it feels like it's been a while. I know we can, we've been it on does. and off for the last couple of weeks, haven't we? But uh almost feel like I'm out of practice. But no, I'm very well, thank you. Um, kind of all settled back to normality now. Been playing a lot of games this week, uh, as I'm sure we'll be talking about very soon. Absolutely loving Death Store. Played some Omno, playing some of the Ascent. Uh, oh, man, doing quite a few little things. Uh, I know we'll delve into it a bit more in, uh, during the show. But for me, it definitely feels like all of like the bigger games I've been looking forward to are, are now all coming out all at once, and I'm I can't wait to just tuck into what I've already played as well as what's due to come out in the very near future. Absolutely, and like I say, you know, August we're in August already, and we're not many months off from actually Halo Infinite actually launching. It just just doesn't feel real to be honest. But to see some actual gameplay footage uh, certainly makes it um, well that much feel, feel, make it feel like it's that much closer to us. That's so quite exciting. Can, can I just quickly right. add as well? Uh, happy belated birthday for yesterday as well. I know a number of people in our Twitter and stuff are aware that it was your birthday. Hope you had a good day. Yes, thank you very much. Yes, I did have Happy a very birthday, good birthday. Man. Yeah, thank you very much. I am now 45, so I'm officially a, an old bastard. And, um, <laughs> I'm allowed to grumble. I'm allowed to be a miserable old bastard. That's fine. And we'll probably come on to that probably during the gaming confessionals uh, a little bit later on. Um, but, you yeah, know, thank you for that. And not only that, it's actually GPG's um, birthday uh, last Monday, I believe. Um, 
It was, yeah. Yes, we are one year old, and I've got to be honest, uh, we, we did have some things planned, but um, life gets in the way sometimes, and there's some other things going on in the background which has prevented perhaps us kind of doing some of the things that we'd like to, but I am not going to give up on the on the anniversary vibe, so we are going to do some special things, particularly with our community, as and when we can, so um, keep your ears peeled for that, but um, let's move on. Without any further ado, let's go to Ash from Xbox Live Party Podcast. How the devil are you, my friend? Welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, on again, it was great to be on last time, so I'm really glad to be back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, pretty good. It's been a pretty been a good week this week, so nothing to complain about my end. Um, the main thing I've been playing is Last Stop. I've completed that all the way through, and then I've gone back and got all the achievements that I missed. Um, and then obviously I've been playing some of the games we'll be talking about in a bit, so I'll not go into too much detail. Mm. But mainly, Last Last Stop, absolutely loved it up until the last chapter where I, I thought it sort of went off the rails a little bit, but still a really solid game. And it's nice to not be sort of in a hardcore action game for a change, something where I can yeah. just sort of take it as my stride and just enjoy the sort of story and um, discussions they were all having between the characters. And it, it's sort of filled that gap between the sort of like Life is Strange and Telltale games I haven't had in a yep. while. It was peculiar because my daughter started playing that, um, and there's not much, not much doing, is there? I mean, it's it's quite an easy game to actually physically play. But from a from a spectator, it was a fantastic thing to watch. I really enjoyed watching her play that. And she, to be honest, she hasn't finished it. But uh, I wasn't quite sure where the story was going to go, and I still don't actually. I've not got to the point where it all starts making sense yet. But no, I I, I was really enjoying watching that game. So uh, I should have put that on my list, really, shouldn't I? Perhaps we'll do that next week. Um, no, thank you, thank you for being here, my friend. Uh, and welcome back. Uh, and last, and certainly by no means least luke thank you very much for hosting the show last week it was absolutely fantastic i was away on a break uh, pucks couldn't make it back in time from an airport run like i say life gets in the way sometimes but i'm so pleased and so proud of the gpg crew that we have and the community that back us up um that we're able to to carry on regardless luke thank you very much my friend how the devil are you and what have you been up to Oh, very well, thank you. Yeah, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's oh, very good. different. It's a very different experience uh, <laughs> losing it than it is just sitting here and chatting nonsense for two hours in, in response to something. Yeah. Um, but it's a, but it's a good one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I've been uh, quite a good gaming week actually. I think mostly due to everything that's come out. So uh, yeah, I've uh, finished Death Store uh, yesterday. In fact, um, completed that. Uh, I've been playing The Ascent a little bit. Not loads um there's some issues i've i've got with the pc version which i'm sure we'll come on to yes um, i've heard about that yeah yeah which is odd uh, uh i've played a little bit of omno not too much that's something i'll probably dive more into um i've been quite enjoying flight sim on the series x um just really seeing you know that running on consoles been really cool um mm. i've been cursing the halo gods for not giving me access <laughs> to the uh, the technical yeah. preview uh, while seeing i'm pretty sure all of the world uh, getting access uh, at least according to my yeah. twitter um so yeah it's it's been it's been a really good week for gaming actually uh, loads of good stuff and there's still stuff to come uh, so um yeah it's it's been a good time 
Uh, and you know, one of the reasons it's been such a fantastic week in gaming is actually pretty much solely down to Game Pass in lots of regards, isn't it? I mean, there's so many fantastic games landing on that surface, the service this week alone, let alone sort of um, you know last month and the coming months. It's just fantastic. In fact, the only one that's on our list today that's not on Game Pass is Death's Door. And to be honest, yeah. you know, it, it, it's a great game. Um, I get frustrated as hell with it but we'll come on to that in a second um but to be honest you know with all of those quality games that we've had landing game pass spending money on dev store seemed like a no-brainer it's not you know you don't have to pick between certain games if, if, if your budget is tight you know you can have you know as long as obviously you can afford game pass and a few other games then you know it does open the door yeah. to being able to play so many more games it's such a fantastic service excellent mm. thank you luke for being in my friend chat you're next on the list. You are uh, always our last panel member. Thank you all very much for being here. We've got some great chat going on already. Uh, Pyro, Matt, uh, happy birthday yourself for last Friday. Um, fantastic. Uh, Super Cosmic Puma, uh, She's No Elite, Ballman Gamer, uh, Jodzilla Music, Invader Gaming. It's uh, my Seco. It's, it's fantastic to see you guys here. I'm sure we'll have the regulars pop in later. We've got Wandering Dutch. Congratulations to you, my friend, as well, for hitting the 1,000 subs on YouTube. That is no mean feat by any stretch and you did it just over a year it was such a shame you didn't manage to do it within the year but i'm sure you'll take it uh, a few days after or a few weeks after and uh, congratulations my friend absolutely deserved and um, love watching your channel grow and, and see where it's going so that's fantastic um yeah, should we crack on with topic one then, uh, gentlemen? So uh, I know you kind of covered Death Store a little bit last week and stuff, but I thought it'd be quite handy because I'd like to have a bit of a discussion around it. And I know Pucks obviously wasn't on last week's show. And uh, perhaps we'll come to you first, uh, Scott, if that's okay. okay. But um, yep. So what's your initial impressions of Death Store? I mean, you've actually completed it. I've, I've not got that far. I think I'm probably about a third of the way in. But um, yeah, what was your overall impressions? And um, did it frustrate the hell out of you? Yeah, so I guess to... I don't, had I completed it last week? I can't remember if I had completed it by the time last week's show came about, but I, I think really just to put it plain and simply, uh, Flab, it's my game of the year so far um, by wow. some some margin. It's, um, yeah, it, it, it was frustrating. Um, when we spoke about it last week, we I kind of mentioned how it, it reminded me in some ways um, of Ori. Um, and it, yes. you know, there's obviously a lot of quick respawns, a lot of frustrating moments, a lot of trial and error. Um, but that's kind of part and parcel of the game, I felt, because you're kind of learning from your mistakes each time. You're learning more about the patterns of the enemy or particularly, particularly the bosses, which each death, and it sort of helps you progress uh, as you go through. But I absolutely loved the game. It, it was it was wonderful. And to think that that game was made by a team of two, I know they had some uh, help as well but the 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 team um acid nerve behind it there's just two guys from from manchester um and there's just so much to love about it the combat the gameplay uh and the unsung hero of the of the game is probably the music and, and the sound design in it as well which is top notch so yeah it genuinely is sort of my, well easily my, my game of the year so far mate um i absolutely absolutely loved it i know pucks i think actually um 100 of it i think i saw this week i haven't quite got that far i've moved on to other things since but um yeah i have left it installed so i can go back and maybe tackle some of the challenges a bit a bit later 
Well, you should compare it to um, Ori because I, I absolutely adore the music in Ori as well. I think yeah. it's a fantastically uh, scored game. And, and it really does add to the atmosphere, doesn't it? It does kind of yeah. make you want to come back and carry on. It's it, it's really an atmospheric game and I do love it. And I love the storyline behind it and the art direction. It is pretty fantastic. But like I say, I do find it as irritating as hell. Like you say, <laughs> when you die for the millionth time and you've got to you know, traverse all the way back to where you were. Perhaps probably just to die again. Probably a very similar fate as the last one. Depends yeah. how quicker learner you are i guess but um yeah i think the game does a couple of really good things though with that um the one level particularly um the first boss i think with the uh the old woman with the urns mm. i think as you get towards her you're kind of as progressing you're um, turning on the furnaces that basically mm. make the platforms go up and down and with each mm. uh i guess furnace of the platforms that you enable, I guess, um, it kind of unlocks a little bit of a shortcut to where you were going. So it is quite good at um, allowing you yes, to skip past things as you go mm. through. So even if you die and you go back to the door that you last spawned in, it, it does a good job of allowing you to sort of skip ahead to where you were. So you're not having to repeat everything all, all over again, at least in, in my experience that that was the case. No, that's true. Like you said, there'd be the odd gate that open up or destructible wall from the other side that you can blow up. And then, like you say, you can actually traverse back quite quickly at that point. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's a fair point. Well, Pucks, um, yeah, I mean, you liked Ori. Um, do, you, do you compare it to Ori? What, what did you make of Death's Door? Oh, I absolutely love Death Store. I mean, I, I even tweeted that I didn't mean it literally that I did. I was playing it nonstop, but I did play it. It was like the only game I played as much as I could when I could for a good three, four days until I did finish it. And then I remember when I got to the end and then uh, not to give anything away, but there is a po- there is uh, some post-game content which is required to 100% the game, which I don't think a lot, not everyone seems to be fully aware about from what I've sometimes seen online. So uh, make sure to uh, double-check your surroundings and watch the final credit cutscene at the end just to uh, get yourself understanding how to progress. But it, it's so good. I mean... I, I've even I've not I've put it down for now because I've obviously started playing I played Omno and I've started playing the Ascent and a few other little things but I do also want to try and get the achievement to go through the game only using the umbrella as well <laughs> which is almost like a oh, fake wow. hard mode if that makes sense and that yeah. isn't a cheat I think I think it's worth a hundred G um, it's a shame I didn't think to do it the first time round but then again I think the game is punishing enough as it is so it's kind of good to know ahead of time what you're expecting but similar to what scott was saying like the music and everything the music and audio in the game is absolutely incredible um and also again what scott was saying i, I kind of call them fake checkpoints in a way because especially after the the urn witch woman when you start going into like the forest and you go to do the frog king in the second area mm-hmm. um some of the sections can be really long but then as scott was saying you get to parts where you open it like you uh, use a switch and you activate like a ladder or something and then you realize when you do eventually die that oh, actually, it's just created this really short path to get to where yeah. I did die, and then you can continue on from there. Yeah, uh, it's, it's quite generous in that respect, isn't it? Mm, yeah, definitely. But no, I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And for such a... Like, you know the game is small, but then there's all these little details hidden throughout so like all these little nooks and crannies and stuff, and you really have to look around to try and find all of the like little collectibles and... Uh, uh, and some of like, the logs as well and the way the story is told actually so when you finish one section you go back to like, the main commission area and you see like these little uh like logs from reapers that were used to work there or whatever it was and then you kind of start to understand the story and kind of like the dark history that it kind of appears to have and then it all kind of opens up at the end and 
it, the way it's just run like that as well is absolutely fantastic and the way the story just slowly kind of it doesn't directly tell you but it is kind of slowly guarding your hand as to what's roughly going on and what's going to happen and the way mm. it's just like it, the execution is just almost flawless in my book and it's definitely my game of the year so far i think okay i was going to ask you that oh that's cool oh that's good to know Excellent. Well, Ash, have you been having a similar experience or have you not played Death's Door? I can't remember what you said. I, I have played it, but I'm. Right. it's not my type of game. Now, I wasn't going right. to go and get it on launch and then I saw all the good reviews and all the awesome sort of like social media posts and stuff. I'm like the thing where you can chop the sign in half and it cuts the text box in half and I thought, oh, that's yeah. really cool. It, it looks so polished. So I picked it up. Um, I've not played a lot. I've only really played like the first area, and I got my uh, backside handed to me quite a lot by the is it the guardian of the gate or something like the basically the the building with like the um, yeah, yeah, sort of yeah, like spinning arms, and I <laughs> got extremely it's... frustrated at it and <laughs> sort of raged off before I really sort of exploded. Um, I will go back to it because <laughs> it plays fantastic. It's it's such a smooth and um, well, like well built game, and it, it handles fantastic. And the combat is super smooth, and that, and I love it. But this isn't the type of game I would normally play ever. Um, I'm not like a fan of Dark Souls or anything like that either. Um, but I will, I will get through it one way or another. It's just it. I can only play it in sort of like hour long bursts at a time. <laughs> You know what? I'm exactly the same. I, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with it, but because of like we were saying, the music and just the atmosphere and the, and the art direction, it just it just keeps sucking me back in. I just keep going back to it for just to get some punishment. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I do like it, and I don't know. I, I I don't get a massive sense of achievement when I actually complete a boss or anything like that because I think I've been so frustrated in the meantime. But I, I'm just keen to see what's going to happen next. In all honesty, and like following the story and stuff, but. Uh, yeah, it's a very interesting game, and like you say, you know, different, you know, different strokes for different folks. Um, it's probably not the sort of game that I would pick up and you know play nonstop. Um, like I say, I'm very much piecemeal when it comes to that type of game because uh, my frustration levels go through the roof. But uh, Luke, I suspect you may have a different story. How, how do you find Dev Story? Are you the sort of gamer that can sort of play it for hours on end, or do you have to play it piecemeal as well? Um, well, so I played it for hours on end really i mean i'm a right. i'm a big souls fan anyway bit of a yeah, for punishment yeah. like that um finished demon souls on ps5 last year which was i mean i played it on ps3 as well but you know i love those sorts of experiences and and this isn't too dissimilar to the core loop that you have in those so i felt quite mm. comfortable with it um so i yeah I, you know i played it i think my end play time ended up being uh, as I say, I finished finished it uh, loosely, uh, noting mm -hmm. what Pucks has said. But there's no way I'm going to do that uh, because it looks <laughs> quite it, it looks quite intense, and I can't be bothered. Um, so I finished the main playthrough at about I think it was about eight and a half hours, which I think is about right. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, I didn't really struggle on any of the any of the bosses apart from. Uh, the very, very last one, uh, which I won't spoil. Um, and that one had some weird attack patterns that just mm. that took me a little bit to get to grips with because mm -hmm. I think with these games, I think the, the mistake, and I, and I totally understand why people get frustrated at them, but the mistake always rests with you as a player 
never yeah. never yes. never the enemy um it, you mm-hmm. you know very quickly if it's the enemy being unfair and the best thing that souls games do is they give you all the tools and show you all the things you need to do to be able to to beat something it's just up to you to apply them so uh, and and this is very similar you know it it the you've just got to learn the enemies and then once you learn them they become very easy um mm-hmm. but that that very last one uh took me a lot longer than I thought it would to, to get to grips with. And also because it's a slight, again, not spoilers, but it's a bit of a gauntlet, that fight. There is stuff that yeah. leads up to it. And and yeah, so it's quite intense. Um, but I, I, as a as an experience as a whole, I absolutely loved it. Um, it's not my game of the year, although it is oh, okay. very close. It's, it's, it's definitely up there. Um, and uh, I, I didn't really have any... I think, yeah, I, I didn't have any frustration with it or any negative things I can say about it. And I think that's the biggest positive I can give it in a way, which is that nothing stuck out to me as uh, bad or could have been better. I, ju- I just thought it was brilliant. Music, as Scott said, is fantastic. Um, the the art is brilliant. You know, it's a very good looking game. Uh, controls really well. Um yeah, I just, I just really, really adored it. I just thought it was a very, very cool experience. Um, and you know, more games like that, please, because I, I love them. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. No fair comments. Um, no, that's all great. And like I say, you know, I am probably that's about a third of the way through, and uh, I will complete it. That, that, that I do have that within me that I do want to complete it. So I'm not going to give up on it. I will not let it beat me. But uh, <laughs> excellent. Okay, well, let's move on to our next game then, and Flight Sim. And I know there's been some. Um, some people that have tried Flight Sim for the first time and probably wasn't quite their thing. Uh, it, is, it is absolutely a simulator. So, um, and obviously flying a plane isn't easy. So uh, a simulator of flying a plane is inherently going to be a difficult thing to do. There's obviously lots of options to, to make that a lot easier. And Scott, again, we'll come to you first if that's all right, mate, because I know we've had a few conversations on this show alone about how the Series S will perform um, with Flight Sim. And I know you have a Series S and you were going to try it out. Um, What's your report? Yeah, I, well, I guess all, all I can say is it still looks and plays fantastic, if I'm being completely honest. I've tried it on both. Um, I'm not admittedly really into the game, if that makes sense. I, I was kind of more interested just from like a technical curiosity perspective. I wanted to wanted to give it a shot. and, and yeah, genuinely, You flew over was, your house, I guess. <laughs> well, I flew more or less into my house because I'm really bad at it. Um, okay. So uh, the the first thing I did, which actually I thought was 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 pretty cool, is the I think the call activities where you kind of just pick a location yes. and you're already mm-hmm. flying, um, which I thought was f- fantastic um, because it, it kind of you're already flying, so you don't have to worry about taking off. Um, it gives you sort of like a really relaxing sort of ambient music that you don't get in sort of the world map uh, that, that you play. And it takes you to sort of some gorgeous location in the world, such as the pyramids uh, yeah. or, or something like that. So that was the first thing I delved into. And the first thing that you notice, and this applies to both the Series S and the X, is just Jesus Christ, how good does this thing yeah. look? The, the, po- the performance, uh, at least to to my eyes at least, was pretty solid. I didn't, other than maybe once or twice, um, I didn't really notice any um, real uh, frame rate dips or anything like that. It seemed to be more or less solid. 
Um, yeah. and so overall, it was a pretty fantastic uh, achievement. And, you know, I, I've not tried it on PC, but, you know, someone like Luke uh, has told us maybe some of the some of the struggles he's had to get it at higher frame rates on his beast of a rig. And the fact that it works so bloody well in the Series S is nothing short of nothing short of astounding. Um, when it gets to the kind of the world map side of things, that's when you've got to pick a player and you start where you want to go and then you've got to take off. And kind of that's when... I think what if you haven't played it, like it's it's one to one. A flight that takes six hours in real life will take six hours in the game. So kind of you take off, and if you're in a slower plane, things can take a little bit of a uh, a little bit of time. But so it's not not my type of game, and I'm not probably not going to delve into it too much. But just like I say, purely from a uh, technological, mm, uh, purely from sort of a technical perspective. Sorry, it is truly, truly uh, astounding, and like I say, it works flawlessly on 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 the S as well, uh, which I'm really pleased to pleased to report. Well, I mean, it's it's always it's been a technical showcase since it launched on PC about a year ago now, I believe. And um, like you say, Luke, I'm going to come to you next if that's okay. Luke, yeah, I know you've got a 3080 and a bit of a beast of a rig, and even you struggled to get it to run at a consistent frame rate on that. So, how did you find the Series X version? Was that pretty um, pretty impressive? Yeah, it is very impressive. I was really impressed by it uh, mm. almost instantly. Um, yeah, it's a it's a super 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 demanding game um and they have done uh kind of in tandem with the console versions and unfortunately i haven't had a chance to try it out yet but they have done a significant update to the pc version as well which apparently uh, improves performance dramatically so i'm hoping that i might be able to get 60 fps out of it um but yeah. we'll see um but uh yeah i i think you know it's it's a it's a great achievement it genuinely i'd say in terms of putting aside the frame rate the settings quality looks very comparable to the kind of ultra pc settings yeah. just going yeah. off it so i think that's on the series x at least i know on the series s it's toned down a bit but it, it still looks very impressive so i think that's um an astonishing achievement to be honest for such a graphically intensive game uh so much going on you know it, it absolutely taxes every element of the system mm. whether it's your ram your cpu or your gpu it works all of them so um testament to the power of well both consoles <laughs> really and and the talent of the developers that they've been able to optimize it so well um yeah, i did that's exactly I, that's exactly what i was going to say i mean it is such a showcase for that piece of hardware to, to yeah, show absolutely. off actually what both systems are actually i mean who ever thought you'd see flight sim on a, on a gaming console yeah. i mean that's that in itself is just nuts but for it to run like it yeah. does it's just phenomenal yeah it's, it's fantastic and um you know i think it really they're they're it's the first next-gen showcase on the series consoles. Mm. Like, it's the first mm. game that I think you look at and you go, wow, that's next-gen. So that's really impressive. I think the, the there are issues with it, um, not from a technical perspective. I mean, there are some frame rate chugs here and there, but that's to be expected, especially when you get into dense urban areas. I think the, the menu interface uh, is pretty poor for consoles. They yeah. didn't, yeah. didn't spend a lot of time trying to map that to a console experience it's literally the pc interface with a destiny style cursor um, yeah. which isn't good it's it's not it's not good at all it's um, either good in destiny never mind and yeah, flight sim is yeah, exactly. a poor implementation exactly. of it as well exactly yeah. when you've got 500 different things that you need to click on etc it's it's even even less good isn't it so was you um, was you impressed that um obviously digital foundry says found that if you set your console to 120 frames a second that uh, it actually runs at an uncapped frame rate which was pretty phenomenal yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. You know, it's um, 
I, w- I wouldn't bother with it. Um, but I think it's it's still really it's still really impressive. Um, so yeah, and I, and I think I mean in terms of the game itself, it, <laughs> I, I don't want to be too problematic, but I did find it quite interesting that a lot of people were hyping this up, particularly meta scores, etc. Mm. Um, <laughs> and you know the experience because I knew as soon as it came out, many of the same people would play it for about 20 minutes and then drop it instantly because it is not i mean it is it is one of the most niche games you could play like it's it's on that level so um it you know it doesn't surprise me that a lot of people have said look it's not it's not for me and that's totally fine because it's a simulator it's it's really just for a very specific audience that likes that stuff and even then you might not be that into it um but i'm just i'm just glad that it's come to console because as a piece of tech it's incredible. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah. You know, it's a fantastic Absolutely. thing. So, yeah. See, I, 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 I've loved Flight Sim for, for many decades, as it were. Um, all the way back to 2002, I think. I remember having Flight Sim 2002, I think it was. Um, then there was 2007. I could probably go through them. But, um, I mean, I love flying the big airliners and stuff because I'm a boring bastard. And um, <laughs> so to have that, but, but to be able to do that on my, in you know, sat in my, on my sofa in front of my TV is just such a fantastic experience, even though it is a little bit clumsy on a, on a gamepad and stuff. It is a great experience. Ash, um, Flight Sim, did you give it a go? Is it, is it for you or not? Yeah. I mean, we... we installed it and played it sort of multiplayer on the um the day it came out and i mean multiplayer isn't really there's nothing to it other than you're just sort of in the same vicinity as each other and one mm. of you flies around in like a ghostly form to the other uh you can't yeah. sort of you can't connect with each other thankfully because we, we would can't probably, crash into each other no you can't do anything i mean i i crashed enough never mind with someone else flying around but we we kind of struggled to get into a lobby and uh, into a game to begin with, just because of the UI and the menu isn't ideal. Uh, but when we did get in, we had a, a great time. We played for hours. Um, it, it looks fantastic. It plays. I mean, I've got it on the Series X, and it it runs amazing. It looks amazing. It's a real um, sort of show point. I mean, I don't think I'll play it uh, for a large amount of time unless I'm playing with others. Um, it's it's not it's not my cup of tea it's just that there's so much else out and it takes up so much space i mean it's 50 gig just for the cloud version then uh, there was like a 20 gig patch and then if you want all the fancy world updates that they've released for free that was another about 100 gig or something like that it's something stupid it just takes forever to install it so i had to delete about six games off my internal just wow. to fit it on mm-hmm. um but I love it. It's it's really fun. Like I say, I mean, I don't think it works as well with a controller as it will do with a flight stick. And no. I I remember playing Windows Night Flight Simulator on like in like a ninety five PC, and it mm. was awful. But it was like great memories. This is like another level. So I'd love to try it with a flight stick. I mean, I probably won't get my own because they're just it's a lot of money for the amount of time I will probably end up putting into it. But yeah. from a showcase and like I got to fly over my house. I only live a few streets away from an airport, so it was easy for me to find. <laughs> then uh, Fabio from our podcast, he lives in Brazil, so we we went mm. to where around he lives. And like I say, oh, it's, cool. it was pretty amazing. And but the best thing I found is the um, like the showcase ones. There's like five or six, like I think you've mentioned earlier, where it's like the world things, and we were flying over like the mountains and stuff like that. And it takes you around all the. Um, 
sort of sites, but they seem to have been like the most sort of tweaked and they look the best areas. And I, I felt they were really fantastic just to get a sense of like the scale of it and flying over like, I think it's like Mount Everest or something like that yeah. with all the wind and the snow and everything on the tops of the mountains looked absolutely breathtaking. And you can just, you can be in there for about an hour and not even realize I was just flying at one point and I, it, 45 minutes had passed and I'd not really done anything. I was just sort of flying to a destination and minding my own business and I was extremely happy and extremely chilled. I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, that's because you're, you're, you're getting your nerd on like me. Yeah, no, that's fine. We're <laughs> like-minded people. I like all of that. Pax, just quickly, I noticed that I saw um, that you that you were playing Flight Sim for, for a bit. Um, how, how did you find it? And should we just quickly catch up on the Flight Sim chat as well while we're there? Uh, well, I think you might have misread something there, I guess, because I actually ha- I haven't jumped on Flight Sim at all. Uh, yeah. To be perfectly honest, I thought it was. I thought I'd seen you jump into flights, and I, I could I could have sworn I saw you do that, but perhaps not. No, Is I that, haven't. Um, the last time I played it was when I when it first came out on PC. PC. Uh, was it mid oh, last okay. year? Whenever it was, July last year, whatever. Yeah. Um, played a bit then, and I, I didn't mind mm-hmm. it. But I mean, as a lot, a lot of people on the panel have already said, I mean. It's even though it's marketed as a game, like I know it's not a game. And when I played it before, like as you say, it's very much a simulator to the to the to the detail and degree that you know this same software is used to actually train pilots and stuff with proper setups. So I I did my playing for about ten minutes, but if I'm perfectly honest, I was I was like, yeah, this isn't a game game. This is, as you say, an actual simulator, which I wasn't yeah. too fussed about downloading. And as Ash has already said, like the file size and just how long it takes to get it all installed and running for me to just enjoy it for about half an hour. Uh, mm. If I'm honest, I just can't be bothered to, to go through it for, again, the little time I know I'm going to put into it because just so many other stuff and I'm going to play, unfortunately. So, Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And to be honest, I'm a little bit hypocritical because I'm I'm complaining about devs' doors sort of trying something, dying, trying something, dying. And to be honest, Flight Sim is very much like that. You know, you try and come into land on a 747, it all goes tits up and you have to try it all over again. But of course, you can't just get into the, the glide slope, as they call it. You have to go all through the whole process of coming into the airport as well. So, um, yeah, it's a dedication, that game or simulator. Um but uh, it's one that I dig. It's strange, isn't it? Like I say, different different strokes for different folks. Uh, what's uh, what's happening with the chat on flight? Yeah, sim I got bucks? a few. Th- uh, just flight sim, or do you want some dev store stuff as well? Um, we still a little bit of dev store. Yeah, we kind of skipped the chat on that one, didn't we? That's right. I've, I've, I haven't got too many here. So uh, she's no elite regarding dev store. So dev store does not hold your hand at all. Uh, yep. But it is good. <laughs> I'm stuck on the Frog King, but I'll get him. Yes, the music is perfect. Uh, Jadzilla mm. music. The music in dev store is outstanding. Uh, Super Cosmic Puma. I've heard some really amazing stuff about Dev Store. Finding out tonight that only two guys from Manchester made it. Mad respect. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's that's new to me. Yeah, that's that is uh, that is crazy. Uh, Bullman Gamer. So this is now Flight Sim. Bullman Gamer. Flight Sim looked amazing, but it's not my kind of game to be honest. But I did try it. She's no elite. Mm. I enjoyed Flight Sim more than I expected. I imagine I'll play it when I want okay. to relax and just enjoy the view. And uh, Papa Woody also says the fact that it is on Series S is insane, and some serious black magic was involved. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there is still talk about it coming to the Xbox One, isn't there? I'm guessing via game streaming. But it w- will be interesting to see how that happens, and, and if it happens, to be honest. But uh, yeah, okay, Pucks. Well, while we're with you, let's 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 move on to Omno if we can. I, I'm conscious we're probably just about on time, I'm guessing. But yeah, you've completed Omno as I have. Um, what did you make of it? It's a sweet little game, isn't it? It's the sort of game you don't have to think too much about. And, it is, um, yeah. Really enjoyable. I mean, I suppose similar to Dev Store, this was also a game which was uh, the love child of a a, sing- a solo developer made over the mm. course of five years. 
a guy who was an animator, I believe, originally, and freelancer, and then decided to write a story and create a game and learn the whole process for the first time. So she's similarly to Death's Door in a way. Um, again, mad respect for someone solo on their own over five years in their spare time putting this thing together. Obviously, it takes a lot of dedication. Um, as we have said, I, I believe where, when the indie gamer did his review of the game, uh, he played it on, on PC and said that he was getting a flawless 120 frames and, you know, perfect, you know, no dips or anything. But also we were talking in the pre-show that, at least for me, on the Series X... Um, I had a lot of frame dips during my experience, unfortunately. So it was kind of just quite often and randomly just fiddle, fiddle between 30 and 60. And, you, and it's it's very noticeable. Um, That's jarring, it's, isn't it? It, it yeah. is. It's not It's not right to say it's constant, but it's, you know, I, you don't have a smooth 60 for any, at least mm. for me, for any more than maybe five seconds before you start seeing dips and stuff and obviously i'm turning the camera other things are coming into view in the distance and i don't know whether or not it's just an optimization issue or something going on again i'm aware it's made by one person so i i could definitely forgive uh these things but i'm just wondering if there's maybe a few little tick boxes somewhere that weren't checked for optimization or something i don't know because i know it's made in unreal well, engine yeah um, we, we were discussing in the green room that things like the draw distance for the foliage and stuff just seemed a little off it, it, you know the, the series x as we've just discussed with flight sim is obviously an incredibly capable machine I, I, i'm just wondering if it's actually running the xbox one x code perhaps and that it's not necessarily optimized for for xbox series x perhaps um i think that could well be the case i mean as i say because people that have reviewed it and played it on pc are saying that they're getting flawless performance and it actually runs like a dream you know and it's and it tells a great story which it does um so unfortunately it it does jump about a bit at the moment so it kind of makes sense that yeah maybe it's maybe it's running in backwards compatibility mode i don't know but but for those listening i don't want that to deter you because if it the game is there's no combat or anything involved at all no. it's very much no. a a story passive solely kind of game. passive story driven game yeah mm. um i did jump into it straight off of the back of death's door so you can probably <laughs> imagine it's quite a different experience when you're yeah. quite immediately jump going from one to the other but it's a shifting gearing isn't it? <laughs> it, it it is yeah but as i was playing it i don't know about you but the more I, when i first started it was just like right okay i don't really know what's going on here there's not really much going on and then you i think you get to like you do the first little puzzle in the kind of the swampy mm. area and then it takes you to I don't know, a bit of a foresty area afterwards. And then it's all a bit bigger and you're seeing all these creatures which are unlocking the logs for. And then and then you see this large beast thing that you're going around on. And then you hear the music. The music's quite phenomenal, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're transferring from one area to the next. Um, but it, I got Journey via, a Journey from the, originally on the PS3 and PS4, if you remember that game. I definitely got Journey vibes from that. And it, it was oh, yeah. definitely that yeah, sense of... Really. It's so passive that you, it kind of... A, if you're watching it, you think well, there's not really much to this. Why would I bother playing it? But when you are playing it, I don't know why. It's it, it's quite intriguing how it kind of drew drew, drew me into it yeah. to the point I was like, actually, I want to see how this how this guy ends. Like, what, what, is it, what happens at the end, you know? And, and for those that have finished it, I know you said you finished it. I was quite underwhelmed by, with the ending, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I kind of got to the point where I think I got, I, to be honest, I didn't read many of the, uh, the logs that you collect either. I kind of skimmed through the text <laughs> a bit. And he realised that it was basically, it was kind of a bit of backstory, but not much from what I could tell. And to the point, I didn't really care for it. And then when I did get to the end, it was like, oh, is that it? Like, well, what was the what was the point of this then? You know? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. So, yeah, no, it, it does do that. And like you say, it's quite an abrupt end as well, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really ease you into it. It just kind of happens, and then 
shutters and then you know game done mm. the end and it was just like all right okay i did enjoy it. i'm not knocking the story per se but it's very lightly told anyway and kind of the ending almost i don't want to say ruin or anything for me but it threw me off guard i guess to to what yeah, happened no, to the point it was just like well what was the whole point of this and then but maybe that's it maybe it's one of those weird like subliminal messaging type things where it's ah, oh, you know the ending isn't really the end or that kind of you know jazz <laughs> you, you'll wake up in the middle of the night and it'll all make perfect sense yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah but yeah. No, i did really enjoy the game and I, I do encourage you in chat if you're yet to jump in to definitely give it a go yeah no fair enough luke ash uh, scott have you guys tried omno are, are you keen if you haven't are you keen to give it a go um it's it's on it's on my backlog uh i'm getting okay. to the last stop and then i'm uh, and then I'm probably going to jump on the ascent, which we'll come on to in a second. Then maybe, then maybe after that, just to maybe touch on something that that uh, you, you guys are speaking about there. I do think it is just a one an Xbox One game. I don't think it's optimized for Series X or S. So we'll just be playing okay. in uh, backwards compatibility mode because I did actually install it straight to my external, which is sort of the okay. There you the, go. The telltale sign because it not it yeah. normally hits you up straight away and says, "Oh, you need to install mm-hmm. this on your internal." That 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 sort of thing. So um, yeah, but even then, that doesn't quite make sense because you'd think fair enough if it's running the one x uh code then well there's a hell of a lot more power for it to maybe run that code a little uh, a little better but um yeah so I'm, I'm really looking forward to checking out um obviously a little bit of a change of pace compared to a lot of the other things to play so hopefully i'll get to it soon yeah no that's cool um should we move on to the ascent um who's who's given the ascent a go I've, I've probably given it i don't know an hour of my time um i kind of enjoy it um a bit like pucks with omno i'm i can't really be bothered with the story if i'm honest i know that sounds awful because people spend a lot of time effort to you know put all of this stuff together i just want to go and shoot and break things to be honest um has anyone um had a go on the ascent what, what, what do they make of it? i mean graphically it's phenomenal but I've, um, yeah i've jumped into it and uh, again mm. I, it's weird that's what i just said there about omno going from dev store to that game and then obviously with the weird performance issues i know scott's just uh corrected me there saying yes it's running xbox one stuff but knowing they're both made in unreal engine and you jump from omno straight to the ascent and just see how well it plays it's absolutely phenomenal and i was i was blown away by how great it looks aesthetically as well and knowing it's made by a team of i think it's about 15 i believe of uh, x triple uh, i say x triple they are triple a devs that are doing their own little thing now but uh I was absolutely blown away uh, graphically of how well it looked. And I really like how it plays as well. But I, I am with you, actually. I'm kind of trying to understand the story a bit. But with these, what I call Diablo-likes in a way, um, for the most part, I will just skim the button. And as you say, you follow the objective marker, shoot shoot yep. shit. <laughs> and then yep. uh, get the collectible at the end, whatever it is, and then go back, get your reward level up, and, and r- rinse and repeat, I guess. But yeah, I, I'm absolutely loving the game, actually. I'm... I really, it's one of those games I think it's definitely going to take a while, so I'm not going to be on it 24 7, so to speak, especially especially the fact there's so many new games coming to Game Pass throughout August. But I'm definitely, it's definitely going to be something I'm going to keep jumping back to. Yeah, no, fantastic. Chat, what do you make of this set? Let us know if you guys have picked it up and what, what, what you make of it. Luke, um, have you had a dabble on this set yet? Yeah, I have, yeah. So um, I've, I've played it on uh, PC and Series X, actually. Um, the pc so i mean as a as a game um it's i've not gone too far into it probably about an hour or so maybe an hour and a half um and it's it's good um it's not incredible 
uh, from what I've played so far, but I'm only early into it, so I'm not going to give it a you know a full a full scope out yet. Um, but it is enjoyable um, graphically, as you say, it's incredibly impressive. Um, it, it looks really fantastic. A Series X version runs very well. Um, yeah, better than of, PC, which is unusual. I know there's yeah. reasons behind that, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. bizarre. Isn't it? Specifically, yeah. So the the PC Game Pass version is very strange. Um, it for some reason do, uh, doesn't have DLSS, uh, even though it's in the menus. Um, you just can't enable, disable. You can't do anything with it on the PC no. Game Pass version. If you buy the Steam version, you can you you can. It works flawlessly um equally on the pc game pass version um the the ray tracing options are there but they don't do anything so you can switch them on and off it makes no impact ray tracing is not enabled again very strange because the steam version doesn't have that issue um so if that's really really frustrating because i i i get that they're not exactly the same you know the steam version isn't game pass version but it's really poor for it to come out on one pc ecosystem as it were and for it to be a second class game compared to the other one so that's frustrating and also it has these really terrible moments of stutter so any so it runs so for example on on my rig so i can run it native 4k with all the settings cranked up apart from ray tracing obviously and i'll get about 90 fps on average which is great okay. that's good performance yeah. except when you go into a firefight it continues to be 80 90 fps except suddenly it will chug to about 15 uh just a huge stutter in the engine i don't know what's causing it i know that they're trying to figure that out and work on it and they're also working on the other elements which is great but I, it's really not it's not a good look for the game and i, I you know I, it really gives a bad impression and so i'm a bit yeah. soured on it for that reason at the moment i'm not because I, really i want to play it on pc uh because i want the okay. ray tracing and stuff so i don't want to get too far into i mean you know, I, you know i can it saves you progression across game pass so it's fine i could play on series x but this that's kind of where i want to play it so uh so it's good it's good um you know it's a, it, it's got very divisive reviews which i found really interesting you know very positive in some quarters and then super negative on the other side of it so uh, i'll be interested as i play more of it to see where it actually lands for me um but yeah it's it's, it's an interesting game Okay, no, that's pretty cool. Like I say, um, it was it was bizarre to see the Xbox Series X version running better PC, yeah. but there are obvious reasons for that. Ash, is this something you've dived into? No, not yet. It, I've got it installed, but it's like okay. I say uh, in the pre-show, there's been so much out this week, and I sort of devoted my time to other things. It's crazy, isn't it? Well, yeah, I, don't, I don't ever remember a week like this on Game Pass history. This this has been the biggest week, I think, in Game Pass history, surely, for, for sort of launch titles like that. Oh, yeah, it's been fantastic. But I am really looking forward to playing Omno. It was the one I wanted to play more than anything. Oh, okay. and, I, and for one reason or another, I just haven't started it yet. So, unfortunately, I'm going to pick that first, play that probably in the next couple of days. It's not a long game, I don't think. And then I'm going to jump yeah. into the Ascent sort of a day or two after I've I've got through that. So, by end of next nice. week, I'll have started it because it, it, it's just, out of all of them, I'm trying to sort of juggle what I play now. <laughs> mm. What what a brilliant problem to have, though. So too many games, not enough time. It's a fantastic problem to have. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Scott, um, the Ascent, is that, uh, have you downloaded that? Is that on your list? Yeah, I'm, I've I've only played about 30 minutes so far, so I'm not not, not too far in. Um, the, the thing that stands out to me is a few people mentioned is just how bloody good it looks. The the particle effects yeah. um, when it when things explode, which happens quite regularly, are like genuinely fan, fantastic. Um, so, but I haven't really had a chance to really delve into the story. The the twin stick mechanics were a little bit a little unusual at first because it's been a while since I've played a game a game like that. So it takes a little bit of getting used to, especially considering sort of like the angle of the top down views at. Like, yeah, um, the sort of isometric isometric twin stick isn't something that I'm particularly used to, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of like when you're holding a certain direction on your right stick to shoot, kind of my natural instinct sort of to point down was pointing directly down, but it kind of, it was down from the character. So it was kind of slightly, yeah. slightly off. It took, us, it took us a little while while to adjust. So, uh, but I'm looking forward to diving. It's probably a game I'm going to play more co-op. So it's just trying to get a few people together more, more than anything. So, but I'm, I'm looking forward to playing more. Excellent. Yes. Well, I mean, um, we, we're all a little bit cyberpunk hungry, aren't we, after Cyberpunk 2077, unfortunately. I mean, I still haven't. I'm probably not even halfway into that game, and I, I haven't picked it up again since, if I'm honest. So if you're into the cyberpunk vibe, then um, perhaps The Ascent is the way to go. But um, that kind of brings us neatly on while, whilst you're on, Scott, to Halo yeah. Infinite. Um, just before you do, we've got a couple of comments. I, I, I'll fill these if that's okay, Pucks. Uh, Papa Woody, The Ascent is a funny game. It looks awesome, but I was struggling to get into it. But when I got something done or got a new gun, it, uh, I felt satisfied um, and then wanted to keep going, uh, which I agree that the, the power-ups are pretty cool. I do love power-ups in games, particularly I think Death's Door does that thing where it paces itself, perhaps a little slowly actually for my taste, but... You know, you know, there's more power ups to come, and there's you know, you're, you're traversing the levels, and you see things that you can't actually interact with yet until you get a certain power up. I love all of that in games. Uh, Ballman Gamer, you're all wrong. Skipping the story. If I had a belt, I'd be calling it out. Shame. Um, yeah. I, to be honest, you know, playing these games, particularly story based games, is such an investment, and unless. You know, I'm guessing you're really into that particular genre of game. Then, then buying into all of the sort of the the, the audio logs and all of the all of the story and stuff is quite a commitment. Particularly when you've got so many other fantastic things going on at the same time. Um, she's no elite. Says he's been hooked on the ascent. Um, been difficult to put it down. Um, but he's been playing the the Halo beta, and that kind of brings us neatly onto Scott SX2. He was the only one out of all of us that I believe was lucky enough to to receive his email. Um, yeah. to, to play the, the flighting beta. Um, so give, give us a synopsis of, of what you made of it. It's obviously playing now. This is your footage. I'm guessing you could only, was it do the shooting range and, and matches versus bots? But yeah. um, was it enjoyable? Yeah, really enjoyable. So I guess, as I said, the pre-show flap just, shut us up when when you need when you need <laughs> to move on so but uh obviously please ask any questions as, as well for any for anyone that's that, anyone that's interested so yeah just to maybe um i guess uh, set the scene so to speak the better offers sort of two modes of firing range which was sort of at the beginning of the video which i'm sure we'll see at some point which is kind of just like it's uh, it's like a score attack type of thing uh where you select a weapon um and then it's you've got to get a certain amount of points um, which is a pretty interesting way just to learn the the feel of the weapons, like the fire rate, the accuracy, um, that that sort of thing. And then there's the multiplayer bot matches. Um, and then when they first launched it, the bots were kind of the the simplest version of the bots. And then when I took this footage, they had up, upgraded the bots to like the next level. And mm. then as of today, they're upgrading them again to kind of be more and more 
difficult. Um, and then it began with one map, which is uh, this map that you see right right here now. So this is the first map. Oh, I can't remember its name if I'm being if I'm being honest. And then they added the second map, which was recharge. And then they added a third map just today, actually, which I managed to grab a little bit of footage of this morning um, uh, as well. So, um, it, and honestly, as a, as a Halo fan, it is bloody fantastic, if I'm being completely oh, honest with you. Um, I, I should probably point out that this footage here is actually taken from my Series S um, as well, not not from, from my X, actually. Um, the, the best way to describe it, particularly for people who are fans of Halo, is it's a really good mix of, say, Halo 2 or 3 mixed with 5. So it, it wow. manages to blend sort of the classic Halo feel with the sort of modern, I guess, um, uh, the modernizations that sort of Halo 5 brought into So, you, into so you've game. got sprint buttons and things like that? Yeah, you do. And some people have taken... Um, Oh, uh, see, yeah. like footage um of it and they've kind of worked out it's actually about two percent faster than running without sprint oh. it's kind of more of a visual thing you'll notice when mm. when i'm sprinting the there, the kind of go from yeah. side to side and it's kind of like airlines and you can actually turn or speed lines as a comp you can turn them off um which gives it the uh at least the feel that you that you're sprinting but people have done tests and you it's really not that much faster um but the biggest change that they made to that is you now can restore shields while sprinting um while in okay. halo 5 you couldn't um which was kind of like it was like that trade-off where if you sprint you know you were sacrificing your ability to recharge shield um but obviously you, you were gaining gaining the speed so um but yeah they, they've really nailed it i mean it's probably worth mentioning this as a technical beta but genuinely i had zero technical issues sort of throughout oh, wow. on on series x and s um the game is actually uh i i can't couldn't take advantage of it but the game's actually running 120 fps on series s and x okay. apparently oh, nice. as well with no way of actually changing it down to to get the maybe a higher fidelity version um and yeah just everything about it was great the map design's awesome it has that really sort of good arena feel of um some of the earlier halo 2 and halo 3 maps in particular um the weapons are fantastic the br feels more like the halo 2 br the sound of it is awesome uh the variety of the weapons is really good as well um and yeah, that what's, really, a, what, what, I can't say what, what's the pistol? What, what's the pistol like? What what sort of game is that pistol from? Because I'm guessing it's not combat evolved type. Pistol. No, it's more like five. Um, it's oh, more like the okay. Magnum from from five. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like your basic start weapon, but it's 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 really really good. Actually, the the pistol. Like I say all the weapons feel good. I think some of the previous Halo games have had um, an issue where maybe some of the guns just you don't use them because they they just kind of feel a bit useless. I think the assault rifles felt like that on, on some games, but on this one, they've actually hit a really good balance of each gun feels good in the right situation. Obviously if you use an assault rifle at range, it's not going to, it's not going to necessarily work, but up close it, it is still, um, it will still rip, rip through you. Um, and the bots were no pushover as well, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, mm. most games you were winning by sort of 30 points, 30 to 40 points, but, like if you try to take on two bots at the same time, you you were getting smashed when when they upgraded them. So I'm, I'm interested to see sort of how how they managed to to take them up uh, again. So and there's I mean again something when when you want flank, but there's like a lot of really nice sort of quality of life improvements that they made. They've got rid of the old red versus blue, and I was in the sentence before okay. you can actually change the colors of like the of your teammates and of of the enemy. So you can see there at the moment I've got it set to yellow because I was playing around to see which one I, li I like the best. Um, 
and so yeah, there's just there's really is very little negative I can I can say about it. To to be honest, the only thing is, is I'm good that it's ending tomorrow, you know, and I'm not going to be able to play Halo anymore because it's <laughs> it's just it was really 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 nice to uh, to play. Um, and then the second set of footage I've got, you know, we got some of the equipment in there, like the grapple shot, which is super satisfying. You can oh, grapple you get, onto you got someone. To play with it, did you? Yeah, awesome. yeah, and I, I managed to get a clip of it so you can grapple somebody and then you can melee them as you come in, and that that kills them oh, as well. Nice. So um yeah it's it's it is really really good i i was playing with somebody on uh pc who did have some technical issues it does seem like the pc version isn't quite as smooth as maybe the console versions um but other than that yeah there's there's really very little negative i can say but i, I do i should caveat that with that. i am a massive <laughs> halo fan so i'm going to add in the sort of second set of footage here so well uh i guess it you know, if anyone else wants to maybe ask any questions, there'll I've be some a, of the third. I've got a question way. for you quickly, actually. Yeah, go for it. So, was I? I, I understand. My understanding is that this flight test was mainly to help train the bots as well. So, are you only playing against bots, or is it other yeah. players as well? Yeah, so it's it's literally just four v four bots. So it's matching four people, like four real players together. So it's not like me and seven bots. It's four real players versus four bots. Uh, um, okay, they're actually changing that tonight they're going to be introducing it's going to be too late for us in the uk unfortunately but they are going to be introducing 4v4 sort of players as part of the test right at the end but it's probably going to be a little a little too late for, for me i'm afraid so um yeah but even despite the fact it's, it's against bots it's it was yeah like, like i said it it felt it felt great i also have a question from super cosmic puma that's all right so yeah they say, or they ask, um, are there noticeable changes in the weapons? Uh, feel, fire rate, damage, etc. AR or Needler, as an example? Yeah, so I kind of touched on the AR before. I think previous Halo games, the ARs felt a little shit, if I'm being honest. Kind of like it doesn't really fit anywhere because it doesn't do enough damage up close where you're still better off having something like a battle rifle. And this, it does feel really, really nice. Uh, the BR kind of feels more like the Halo 2 BR, um, in, in my opinion. The needle is kind of more along the lines of a Halo 4 or 5 needle where it's actually fairly uh fairly powerful it's not quite as powerful as the halo um four and five needler but it's kind of uh, i guess in the middle of say halo one or two needler compared to halo four four or five um and the time to kill is very familiar although i, th I would probably maybe say it's a little shorter than 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 previous halo games but um the, the thing is with, with halos a lot of it's kind of like right grenade take off shields one shot headshot so the time to kill has always been relatively short anyway if you get it if you get it right um and so there's a lot of new weapons in there as well i, I don't know if i've got it in here but one of them's kind of like a spiker which is basically just a it's, it's essentially a sniper rifle but instead of a sniper bullet it literally just fires a giant spike <laughs> it's kind of a one-hit kill which is <laughs> oh uh, yeah so really, it takes forever really, to reload doesn't it yeah but it's a really satisfying weapon to use if if you nail it yeah. um and uh, there's kind of like the bulldog in there, which is a new kind of more semi-automatic shotgun or automatic shotgun, I guess, uh, which differs from from previous shotguns in in Halo. So um, if you're familiar with Halo, there's nothing that I went there that stood out as being completely unrecognizable from from previous Halo games. If that makes sense, they haven't drastically changed the formula too much. Um, everything will feel generally fairly familiar if you played uh, any any Halo apart from. I guess from two onwards, it'll, it'll feel fairly familiar. 
So it doesn't. Does it? So does it not feel? Or does it feel better than the other ones in that? Because I know when when Flap and I played during the tournament a few months ago, obviously the pair of us had complaints that you you couldn't seem to get any real kills unless you used the battle rifle and managed to get those headshots. Is it the same here? I mean, I've seen you use yeah, the uh, weapon balancing. I'm I've seen you use the assault rifle a number of times, and again, you're laying into someone actually getting some kills of it. Yeah. What I consider a normal shooter result. I mean, is it that way? Is it, does it feel a bit more COD-like now, or is it still much you have to get those headshots of a battle rifle? Oh, God, I hope it doesn't feel more COD-like, Pucks, because I'd be barely <laughs> disappointed if it does. Um, no, I, I think the balancing, at least at this stage, does seem pretty good. As you see, I've used the assault rifle fairly fairly regularly th throughout. Um, it really just depends on the on the situation you put yourself in. The pistol, the, the battle rifle, sorry, the battle rifle is still kind of like a full burst kill, which is kind of typical for, for any Halo game. I think it's been pretty much that. The pistol's kind of like a five to six headshot kill. So five to six headshots, trying to nail that at close range uh, is a little bit difficult, which is where the assault rifle really comes in in that sort of short to medium range. Um, so I, I kind of felt the balance was was actually pretty good. Uh, this gun here actually is new to the game. It's called the Commando, uh, which I actually really struggled with because um, it's... Some people have said it's really overpowered, but I really struggled to get kills with it, actually. It was, it was a little bit hard to aim because the kick on it was quite difficult to, um, I guess, just understand with it being a completely new weapon. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, it's it's fairly familiar, but balanced really well, in, in my opinion. Now, that's really cool. When does the beta come to an end? Is it? Did you say it's tomorrow? Yeah, so I think it's 10 a.m. PST tomorrow for, for our American friends. So it's it's going to be, what's that, about 6 p.m. For, for us. So I might be able to delve in a little bit tomorrow, um, you know, if I can maybe take an hour away from from, from work to, to try the to try the 4v4. So it's been four days, um, and I'm sure there's there's going to be there's going to be some more. I mean, um, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure they've said there's going to be more flights flights going forward as well. This is just really just a a, a really nice tease. Well, uh, I know plenty of people that were pretty perturbed that they didn't receive their email and would love to be on the <laughs> second one. So is, is there no actually dates released or anything for the second one? Because I'm guessing they're actually going to probably start getting some of the matchmaking tested as well with, you know, 4v4 players. Um, yeah, they've, they've not said when the next one's going to going to be, but this one came relatively short notice. So it was kind of like mm. a week's notice. Um, I imagine there'll probably be at least one of these Per month up until up until launch. If I'm if I'm being honest, um, this was just a arena. It didn't include any battle royale. It was just four v four. There's only three maps as well. So um, yeah, I, I think there'll be there'll be plenty plenty more to to go on. I think they've even said they're going to be inviting more and more people to to future flights. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully in the in the next one, look, you'll you'll get in and we'll be able to we'll be able to play together, mate. Gonna have to put all your toys back in the pram, Luke. <laughs> my, that's my game rage for tonight is that I get into this damn technical preview excellent well I'm conscious that actually Ash you, you kind of challenged us again to another round of, uh, of a bit of a Halo match that we haven't really fulfilled yet have we we'll have to do that that would be pretty cool to, to get off the ground again yeah definitely we've got a full team now as well we've even got spares so um, wow he's got a subs bench no so, yeah because when we when we first did that tournament there was only two of us in the podcaster so we had to use like two ringers um, that we'd never played with or spoke to before so now we've got people we actually play with regularly that are in the podcast so i'm hoping we'll not lose as quickly this time or we may even stand a chance we may we may win a couple of rounds that's all that's all i want it's just a just a bit 
bit more fair, a bit more like uh, of a sort of even sort of number at the end of the day on the scoreboard. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. You know what? Let's get that on. We'll get that done in the next couple of weeks if that's okay then. Because I know I know I had such so much fun playing in that tournament. I know everyone else did as well. And uh, yeah, let's get that on. And I'm hoping that actually when Halo Infinite launches that we might actually do the whole podcast versus podcast tournament again. Um, yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm well up for that. And if if this the people that didn't organise the last one don't organise it, I'm definitely up for helping to or put something together like that because it's yeah. so fun. And we met so many awesome podcasts and sort of people from podcasts just from that tournament. It's been absolutely amazing. Just not allowed to invite season gaming. That's that's fine. As long as you do that, everything's fine. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> not not that we're bitter or twisted or anything. Luke Luke still sleep having sleepless nights. Yeah, now and then. Now and then. <laughs> Excellent. Well, fantastic. Thank you very much, um, everyone, for, for running through those games because like I say, well, I mean, my God, what a couple of weeks this has been for for you know, for being an Xbox gamer and for Game Pass itself. It's been a phenomenal week. And lots of these games, you know, particularly the Ascent and things like Flight Sim, we've been waiting a year for. Uh, I was really surprised that actually the the uh, Flight Sim didn't launch last November with the launch of the Xbox Series X, but obviously we had to wait all the way until July before we got our hands on that, and now we have. I personally love it. I think it's great. It's not for everyone. Um, the Ascent, been a long time coming, but here we are. Things like Omno, it, it's just fantastic, and it's great to have these. And like I say, a little bit further down the line, we've got Halo Infinite, um, Forza Horizon 5, and all of the other goodness that's coming. 12 minutes, you know, we've got so much great stuff coming. It's fantastic. Chat, thank you very much. You've been phenomenal. Always love getting you guys involved in all of this. Uh, just do a very quick roll call again. We've got Popper Woody. Thank you very much. We had Pink Vibes earlier as well. Uh, Indie Gamers just popped in. Thank you for being here, peeps. Uh, really appreciate that and perhaps we'll move on to topic two and i don't think this one will probably go on too long really there's not too much to discuss it's basically this kind of week's gaming news roundup um there was a few things kind of drop um gaming news wise and i'm going to start with one that's quite disappointing and i'm sure you all agree and you might not know where this is going but um perhaps i'll come to you if that's all right luke i mean there's like you said there's not too much to discuss about it but just you know really disappointing to hear the, the whole activision blizzard disgrace shall we call it um sort of come to the surface and i i know some of it's historic some of it goes back to about 2013 but it does it does go to show that you know this this still happens in this industry and for some reason you know i don't know why the gaming industry in particular seem to suffer from this and it's not just activision blizzard you know ubisoft have been through the mill and stuff and it's just so disappointing to see does does um you know does this sort of bad news and this bad rap affect your um sort of vision of the games you know i don't know if it was a world of warcraft or anyway but anything from activision you know it's kind of tainted now surely yeah, uh, you know, um, so Activision themselves, if we d distinguish the, the two just for argument's sake, um, d nothing that they make really interests me anyway. Um, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a big Call of Duty fan, for example. Uh, Blizzard Blizzard is really disappointing. I'm a very, very mm -hmm. big Blizzard fan. Um, you know, eagerly anticipating Diablo 2 remake and you know diablo 4 and, and overwatch 2 as well i was a big overwatch player um and stuff like this is uh well i mean it's just it's just terrible you know it's just um incredibly disappointing um 
it doesn't surprise me, to be honest. A lot of the stuff that's come out, you know, uh, the game industry is still pretty male-dominated. Um, that invariably has an impact on the cultures that, that, that come from some of these companies. It's certainly not Activision Blizzard alone that have problems like this. No. No. Um, it's probably pretty rampant throughout the industry. I think in some places it's better than others, for sure. And it's it's getting better. Uh, but it's, it's just really disappointing. Um, and, um, you know, as you said, we had Ubisoft months and months ago who had similar issues as well, um, who seemingly said that they'd done stuff about it, but apparently haven't really done all that much, which is even more disappointing. Um, so the, I guess the proof will be how Activision and Blizzard respond to this and you know what they actually do to to make sure this kind of stuff doesn't happen uh in the future uh, because they need to change things i think that's clear um for me uh i i don't think i will be buying anything of theirs coming out for a while until i see that they've changed that you know they've actually made positive changes mm. um so yeah, it's it's a difficult one to 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 talk about as as you say, but I think it's just it's just super disappointing and, um, yeah, uh, you know I think some as well. I think what made it even worse was the initial response of Activision to it, yeah, uh, which was unbelievably bad. Uh, but major props and kudos to you know the the, the walkout that happened. Yep. Uh, which in the US in particular, you know, labor laws in general are atrocious. So to have the the bravery and the courage to actually do that on mass is fantastic. Um, and it, hopefully, um, they will continue to to do whatever is necessary to get that company to change because it's 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 shit. So that's yeah, I know about it really. I no, I know that they're you know a lot of employees are forced to sign an arbitration clause in their contract, yeah. so you can't take companies to court. It has to go via arbitration, which obviously yeah. the company themselves are able to control to a certain degree. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's really sad to hear that kind of thing. But um, like you say, you know, it, it's out in the open now. Thankfully, um, probably you know many years too late. But um, hopefully, you know, we'll start to see a good positive impact change in in the gaming industry at large. And I, I hope other other companies that are guilty of, of similar or exactly the same take note uh, and that, you know, that it does actually affect their bottom line. I hope people do think twice about, you know, <laughs> paying for the next World of Warcraft patch or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's just, you know, I, I think we need to vote with our wallets to, to a certain degree. And like you say, you know, Activision, um, you know, there's not too much they're pumping out that, that's kind of too hot. And I know Call of Duty and stuff is probably their, their biggest franchise, but um, even that's seeing a, a drop off lately uh, for various reasons. But um, yeah, it's quite sad that. Um, Pucks, um, no, actually, it's come to you, Scott, if that's all right. Um, there was um, some. some uh, rumors that um, the the some of the campaign files had, had leaked in the mm. tech preview of Halo Infinite, which yeah, I think there was an official statement by three four three, wasn't yeah. it? Kind of apologising for it, and that you know they're a little bit worried that people are going to take advantage of that and start spoiling some of the sort of the storylines and plots. Um, a little bit disappointing to hear that. Yeah, it's. I guess first of all, it's disappointing that it's in there to begin with. Um, I think really 343 probably should have done a little bit of better job to ensure that these things couldn't be data mined. But essentially, yeah, it's, it's not rumored uh, anymore. It did, um, I think it was uh, Sketch, the community manager, um, mm -hmm. came out and basically said, uh, first of all, they threatened to 
um, to issue sort of takedown notices if, if this content was displayed. Um, and, and they basically came out and said, look, we unintentionally left some of these uh, campaign files that are in there. So please, please be vigilant. And yeah, it's, it's a little bit disappointing that, you know, campaign spoilers exist in the multiplayer beta. Um, I guess it yeah. can't be helped in, in some respects. Um, but at the same time, they maybe should have been a little bit a little bit more careful. Look, the, these things happen from time to time. I, I understand it. Um, so anybody who's interested, I mean, look, if, if we were on video now, I could show you sort of my Halo book collection <laughs> that's sitting right next to me uh, in, in the drawer next to me. I, there, I can't imagine there are too many people who are into the law of Halos as, as much as as much as I am. Um, so to, to get the campaign spell for Infinite would be incredibly, incredibly disappointing. I've already made efforts to sort of block people on Twitter who um, kind of members of the community have highlighted as, as uh, purposely sharing spoilers. I think that that's the biggest problem for me is there have been members of, um, uh, I guess they've been identified as sort of members of the PlayStation community who have purposely been sending direct messages to um, members of the Xbox community uh, on Twitter highlighting these spoilers that I've leaked on both Reddit and 4chan. So, you know, it's one of those things where thankfully I've managed to stay clear of them so far and I hope it stays that way. But, you know, we're probably a good three months away from launch. So it's going to be difficult yeah. to avoid them. Uh, so I can only hope that maybe the, they manage to sort of exclude them from, from any future flights that they do. But yeah, it's just all, all I can say to people is look, don't be a dick. If they're out there and people want to yeah. find them, then you know you can go and look for them, but you shouldn't have them forced down your throat by somebody who's literally just going out to spile somebody else's somebody else's fun. Um, yeah, so like I say, thankfully I managed to avoid them so far because it would be uh, it would piss me off no end if I got to purposely spoil by by someone if if I'm on it. So um, hopefully I can. That's the other thing. It's it's too early to go dark. You know, if this was like a week before launch, I, I, I would yeah, happily go, yeah. you know, I would happily have media blackout, but we're talking months and now, uh, which really isn't, which really isn't possible. So yeah, just don't, don't be a dick with these things. If you, if you got, if you got a hold of them, just, you know, and you're interested to read them, fantastic, but there's no need to share with them with, uh, share them with anybody else. No, absolutely. And uh, you know, if we can do anything as a community, it's just to make an awareness that like I say, you know, some of the campaign files have been leaked that, uh, you know, if you do get DM from spurious people, you know, just, just, just avoid it if you can, yeah. if, if you have a love for the Halo franchise and series and, and, and seriously don't want that spoiled, then, um, yeah, just be careful kind of, you know, the, the websites that you go to and stuff. And like I say, the messages that you open, but, uh, I guess, that's all we can do as a community is disappointing, isn't there? There are plenty of dicks yeah. out there that are, that are willing to spoil the fun for other people. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just a shame, it's, really. It's happened before. Uh, I mean, I, I remember, I think it, it happened um, fairly recently with The Last of Us Part Two for PlayStation as well. Um, yeah. I, I, my understanding was, yeah, you know, people people were doing similar things then, which, which really just, you know, it, it it sucks. It sucks for, you know, people who are fans of the games and who are invested in, in the story, you know. So, um, yeah, hopefully it blows over with, with a bit of luck. Yeah, no, with any luck. Um, Pucks, let's come to you on the next one. Let's talk about PlayStation 5 SSDs. That, that kind of caused a bit of a ruckus this week. I think it was a bit of a mixed blessing, wasn't it? Perhaps I should have come to you as well this on this one, Luke. Um, you know, obviously, finally, PlayStation 5 have revealed that you're able to upgrade the internal storage. But plenty of caveats and i think when people started to see the price of these things and the fact they needed heat sinks and all kinds of stuff it was all starting to go a little bit weird and i think all of a sudden it kind of 
sharply brought into focus just kind of how good the the Xbox Series X and S uh, expandable storage solution actually is, although obviously it got a lot of bad press for for being hot and costing a lot of money. Um, The alternative seems to be even more painful. Um, Was you kind of surprised by this story because I was leaking out from PlayStation? I was definitely intrigued. I mean, I think a lot of uh, my kind of knowledge kind of began by seeing a load of posts on Twitter and stuff of people complaining about the steps required to upgrade your PS5 compared to Xbox. Um, And then it did kind of get me thinking in a way, like, are people, I don't know, a part of me was like, is this just woke culture going a bit crazy or is it a legitimate point? And I think, personally, I think it's between the two because it's not the first time that Sony have put something out which requires a bit of faffing around to upgrade. I mean, for example, with the PS4, to upgrade your hard disk to an SSD or or to a greater sized HDD or whatever else, I mean, you have to take one panel off under a screw, pull that pull the hard drive out, but then before you could put your new one in, you had to take some files off of your PC, download them from the website, put it on the hard drive, then you put it in the PlayStation, and then it <laughs> you get what I'm see what I'm getting at. It's a massive that was a massive faff and nobody complained then, but I don't know whether that's because not many people were, I don't know, too bothered about upgrading on storage space. I, I don't quite understand why that's caused a massive ruckus now and it didn't then. I think um, the main thing there, Pox, is probably because on last gen, it, you could just plug in a USB drive. You had you had that option with both the Xbox and PlayStation, didn't you, where you could just plug in an external that's a good point, USB yeah. drive. And this, you, if you want to play native games, you don't have you don't have that flexibility. So um, you know you didn't necessarily have to upgrade your internal storage if you wanted more storage on PlayStation Four or Xbox One for that matter. You could just plug in you know a, a USB hard drive, which I, I imagine most of us did in the end. Yeah, and that's a fair point. I hadn't quite considered that. Um, I, I suppose, I mean, maybe it's just me because, I mean, I have a technical job, so seeing the steps to upgrade does seems relatively, you know, it's pretty trivial, but I do appreciate and understand that there's a lot of people out there, just the thought of taking a panel off of your really expensive box can seem really daunting in case you break something. Uh, I'd like to believe does it not, that... Um... Does it not void the warranty at that point? Can you do all of this with it still being in warranty? Do we know? I, well, it's an, I believe it's a part of the official process to upgrade it. I think you avoid yeah. warranty when you actually open up to get inside to the actual internals. Because when you take off yeah, the side little... panel, it's just a, it, you're just uh, opening up another bit of plastic, effectively. Yeah, yeah, you're door, not actually opening yeah. up the system. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of part of it. And then you have a screw to access the SSD bay, and then you've got your different screw points for different size uh, M2 drives and that kind of thing. Hmm. So I can appreciate people get a bit confused by it, but I mean, I suppose what's... I don't know whether I find it confusing or shocking or not, because I know a lot of us were maybe uh, taken aback a bit when we saw the initial prices for the one terabyte Series X expansion. And then I think one of the first uh, manufacturers to come out to say that, yes, they've got like an approved drive, which is meet, which meets the Sony spec, is Western Digital... And I've got it in front of me now. It's called a WD Black SN850 with heatsink. <laughs> um, what's interesting is, at least here in the UK, the 500 gig model is about £141. The one terabyte is 220 and the two terabyte is 453 quid. <laughs> yeah, there's a, I think there's a four terabyte for a thousand as well, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, at that point, yeah. you might as well buy two or three extra PS5s and <laughs> get, take oh, the, the argument. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but I mean, it, I'm not necessarily endorsing this by any means, but one thing that has got me thinking is similarly to the Switch when that released back in 2017, because 
only comes with only comes with 32 gig of internal storage. Highly recommended even then that if you can definitely get a micro SD card. Micro SD cards of a sufficient size were I get, probably similarly priced at the time. Like 128 gig, we were probably talking about 150 quid at the time, which is obviously far too expensive for what people probably going to be putting onto the Switch. But when you look at SD cards now, and I believe it's my understanding is that it is actually the uh, the Nintendo Switch which has helped drive the prices down due to obviously demand of these cards is um you know you can get a 128 gig card now for about 30 quid which you know it's a lot significantly cheaper than it was originally and i'm kind of hoping and of the belief that especially with the SD, these sds sds um i'd like to believe that as the technology gets becomes more abundant and is more in demand the prices will eventually come down and i'd like to think similarly that actually that may also affect the Series X or the Xbox as well, because ultimately, it's my understanding, inside of the Xbox drive is, it is just an M2, it's custom made, but it is just an M2 drive on a bit of PCB in a, you know, on a proprietary plastic shell, effectively. So I'd like to think that all markets can necessarily benefit from this. And I believe it's just a fact of, you know, as the demand and the supply, supply becomes abundant, the demand is always there for it, the prices will eventually come down as more of these things are existing in the wild. But it was it was definitely an interesting read um, about people's thoughts on it, but then I suppose a Scott kind of corrected me there that yes, even though it was a bit of a faff before, you could plug in external drives. Whereas obviously you can't now because you have to constantly you can't even move things back and forth easily. I believe can you on PS Five compared to how you can on Xbox. So I suppose in a way it's a bit of a kick in the teeth, but I suppose the other side of me, the tech side of me, is thinking this is technically all new stuff which is catering to a new market i mean i know you could argue that this stuff's been around for the pc for a long time and the fact that the world is under an electronic component crisis at the moment i know it's that doesn't necessarily make news but if you work in the field you will be aware that even you know capacitors and resistors and general components to make anything are in very very low demand and the prices for these really simple components has now skyrocketed just due to the lack of uh, availability so i'd like to think as a post-COVID world starts to go back to normality. I mean, because that is a factor here, as a lot of people maybe don't understand. Um, I'd like to think that I help drive these things lower. And again, I, I hope that after, you know, a, a year or two of demand and people wanting these things, and hopefully they become cheaper and more accessible in the long run. Yeah, no, Sorry, I completely a bit, a bit agree. Of a ramble there, I'm afraid, yeah, so. no, 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 I, no. I completely agree with all of that. It's, it's been some good chat, and I'm just going to very quickly come to you, Luke, if that's okay. Do, do you think this is a non-issue? I mean, would you bother upgrading your uh, the the SSD in your PS5? Because um, I think uh, Mav has said, you know, little Johnny, whose whose mum and dad aren't yeah. necessarily technically minded. You know, as games get bigger, as the generation goes on, if he, if he genuinely wants more storage, then it's like you said, we're talking unscrewing things, unclipping things, and and having to buy exactly the right thing it is it would be a little bit daunting for the non-technical i guess um if sony shot themselves in the foot a little bit or is this a non-issue do you think uh difficult question um i i don't think sony have shot themselves in the foot over it um and i'll try and distinguish between my thoughts on it and and the the casual point i think the casual point i can comprehend that it will be difficult for people. I actually don't think the installation element is a difficult bit. I mean, that's, I mean, mm -hmm. even for people who aren't practically minded, it's pretty simple, 
right? It's pretty straightforward. Sure, it's it's definitely more involved than the the Xbox, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. solution, which is a lot easier, right? There's no denying that it's a lot more plug and play. Great. Um, the the bit I think casuals will 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 um, really struggle with is just getting an SSD to spec and to understanding mm-hmm. what they need, and you know, obviously getting a heat sink as well. Um, that shouldn't be that much of an issue, I guess, because most SSDs on that range have attached heat sinks, you know, built in, so you don't have to fiddle with one yourself. So, so that's fine. Um, you know, it's not, I, I don't see this really as a big surprise though. I mean, it's, it's the Xbox one is really straightforward because the SSD that they chose at the time was pretty much a market standard good mm-hmm. SSD, NVMe SSD. Sony went with something way more proprietary in terms of read-write speeds, and so naturally the solution was never going to be as elegant, right? Because there weren't SSDs out there that were that capable. Like, they just weren't. You couldn't get them. Now they're starting to come out, and I actually think the prices that are being banded about for, for, for the Western Digital ones, for example, are, you know, what was it, 220 quid for yeah, a one terabyte yeah. at a read-write, you know, 7,000 read five and a half thousand right like or whatever whatever it is that's that's actually really good um you know saying that as a as a as a pc gamer um so uh i'm kind of conflicted by it because i do understand it's more difficult for casual people it's not as elegant as the xbox solution there's no denying that do i personally care no i don't care at all um funnily enough i don't i don't tend to buy an extra storage for consoles at all i find one terabyte more than enough i think to be honest if you're playing on three platforms then like you say you know you can kind of spread the load a little bit can't you yeah of course yeah of course um you, you can you can spread the load a lot so um you know uh so I just I don't I don't have a particular issue, but I could see it causing some headaches for people, as you say, you know, your your mum your mum and dads, uh, who are trying to to upgrade their storage for their kids. Um, but equally, you know, I don't know what proportion of casual players will get to the limits of the PS5 SSD. I don't know. Um, it's hard to tell. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. casual players may only play a few games, in which case it's more than ample space. Um, if they're trying to load eight, nine, ten, it's a difficult. It's, you know, it's difficult, isn't it? Well, but, I think the trouble with casual players is that gamers, sorry, is they tend to play the bloatware games. So, like you Call oh, of Duty, sure, there's yeah, like yeah, 120 gig ones, FIFA. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, it's, no. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I I agree with that. Um, you know, that's that's uh, that's a, a, a fair point. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I'm always conscious that we operate in a bubble on all of this, and I think some people have taken some form of outrage or annoyance with it, even though either they yeah. don't have a PlayStation Five, or um, you know, they just think that this is a problem because it's a problem. I I don't I don't think it's that big of a problem in the context of, of everything else. And I don't think it will be a huge problem going forward. And I suspect that at some point, Sony will end up releasing some, you know, official PlayStation SSD that they've kind of helped co-develop where you'll just be able to buy that off the shelf. And well, probably the I think I was thinking great, but... all, all they need to do is just set up a certification system. So, yeah. you know, a particular you, SSD yeah. is certified as, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, 
so yeah so um yeah uh it's probably a bit of a controversial opinion but i tend to have those sometimes so <laughs> look if, if no, i can just enough. add to that actually because yeah. i'm kind of i've got similar thoughts to to luke flap i'll try to be quick and i think one thing that a lot of people have failed to sort of mention is this is a beta that Sony are running yeah. for the PlayStation 5 as well. So this is only currently available to, to beta users. Um, and people who are using the beta version of the PlayStation 5 sort of software are not going to be, I guess, casuals. They're not. They're, they're going to be people who want to test out, out these things. Um, and I think that's super important because this isn't necessarily indicative of how it will be when it's released to sort of the wider audience. Um, obviously, Luke touched on it. The main issue here is... Um, they haven't given you a list of drives. They're just giving you, here's a spec. And then they've said, oh, it, yeah. it may not work or it may work. Um, they haven't necessarily gone, uh, this is the drive you should be using. But I think what we'll probably see when it becomes sort of a feature for, for everybody uses that there will be a list of drives that they say, right, here are 10 drives that you can get that would give you accept uh, normal performance um, that come with a heat sink so you don't have to worry about attaching your own and things like that. And I think the while not as simple as the Xbox version uh, of the, the Xbox method will be far simpler than it is in its current form for somebody who maybe is a little less technical than, than others. And ultimately, the benefit is that that's going to be to uh, consumers is because you're just using the same drive that a PC user can get. These prices are likely going to come down fairly quickly. Uh, well, not necessarily yeah. fairly quick. They're going to come down quicker than the Xbox method um, because that is proprietary. Uh, we don't know if or when these additional solutions may be coming out for Xbox. At least with PlayStation, you know, in maybe a year's time, the prices will have come down, even if by a little bit, because there's comp petition in that space because it's exactly what somebody for, for the piece would have so i do think you know six months be sort of a moot point and maybe some people have just taken it as a as a method to score some fanboy points i, th I think i've i've noticed yeah, a lot of that that's, on, on twitter that's this, fair this point and to be honest couple of days one what one of those people were actually Xbox themselves, they was having a few little digs at how elegant their kind of solution is in comparison, I guess. Yeah. That's fair enough. It's all kind of, yeah. it's friendly competition and that's that's fair enough, I guess. Um, Ash, we haven't heard from you for a little while. I've got a couple actually, just, if we can just sort of do these quickly because I'm conscious we need to get onto our confessionals. Um, but uh, Forza Motorsport 7 is coming to an end in September. Was that a bit of a surprise? Are you a Forza Motorsport 7 kind of guy? Uh, it wasn't a surprise because they did the exact same thing with Forza mm. Horizon 3. Was it last year or the year before? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think they've done it for most of them. Forza Horizon 2 had the same thing. It, it's sad that it happens, but um, it's licensing issues. I, I'd hope that Microsoft in the future gets better licenses for these uh, games, especially if we've got these now we've got these live services uh, like Game Pass. They need to get better contracts um, where they can keep them on the services for permanent sort of because like i say when it hits a certain stage yes yeah, stop selling it in the store but why take it off game pass and stuff like that for people to to play but obviously that's they've run the numbers and decided it's not worth um continuing with it but um they've done a really nice thing if you've bought any of the dlc you get the game for free basically if you've played it yes. through game pass and uh, you haven't actually bought the game but you've bought the dlc they're giving you a free copy of the game and it's currently on sale i think it's less than a tenner now so if you're that desperate you really haven't played forza motorsport 7 but for some reason you have to play forza motorsport 7 right now 
it's a, a stupidly good price. Uh, it's a really good game. I prefer the the uh, Horizon sort of the the open worldness and the arcadey feel of it over the sort of more sim based driving. But it, the Forza Motorsport Seven is one of the best driving sims out at the moment. So grab it while it's at discount. I think they've said it's going to be for like two months um, <laughs> before it's, it it drives off into the sunset. So um, if you haven't played it, jump on Game Pass, give it a try. And uh, you'll know whether it's for you or not. And like I say, if you do enjoy it on Game Pass, you can pick it up at a, a really decent price. Um, but to be fair, we've got Horizon 5 coming in November, so I'm, I'm not going to cry over it. I'm not going to miss it. I'm just going to sit and wait for um, Horizon 5 myself because I've already got seven. So <laughs> it's not going to stop me yeah. playing it in the future. It, it, they're not... No. No, that's fair enough. And I think the plan was obviously to have um, Forza Motorsport 8 out by now as well, so there wouldn't be this kind of gap in service, I guess, but it hasn't quite panned out like that. Yeah, definitely. But like I said, there's not going to be a shortage of games uh, at no. the end of this year. And and like I said, there's going to be a Forza, so it's a no-brainer. And if you own it already and you or you've bought DLC for it, you're not losing out. You're still going to be able to play it, just not online, basically. That's the only difference. Mm. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, Scott, I think we're getting some connection issues. It's very juddery, the video, and I think you were you were starting to bot slightly as well. I don't know if you've got some connection issues, mate, because it's actually uh, Scott that's hosting this video. Um, I don't know if it's worth taking the video yeah, down. Yeah, I might again. be mad. That, that tends to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fine. That, yeah. That's not a problem. Excellent. Okay, well, that rounds up topic two, and that was probably uh, quite a big one, actually. So uh, really appreciate chat. Thank you very much. We've got some more people in the chat now. We've got fun speculation. Mav, welcome, my friend. Stubbs Gaming, again, welcome, my friend. Always great to see you guys in the chat. You, you, you host your own fantastic podcast. I implore anyone who doesn't check them out to do so already, but I can't believe there's anyone that listens to this show that isn't aware of all of the other fantastic podcasters out there, including the Indie Gamers, where I did a fantastic review on Omno which we discussed in detail earlier. So here we are, topic three. It's not even really a topic. We're, we're about to move into the gaming confessionals, everyone. So if you can all shuffle up on your seats and allow everyone through. Um, everyone in the chat, welcome in. This is, uh, this is your chance to uh, let us know some of your gaming confessions and stuff. And today's topic is going to be um, Game Rage, um, probably one that's uh, a little overdue as a, as a discussion and a topic. Um, and who shall I go to first? Let's go to Puxley first, shall we? Um, and this is going to be a, a question to everyone. Okay. okay, so Game Rage. How does Game Rage affect you? Um, what, what have you done in the midst of a, of a flight of game rage? Any, <laughs> any confessions that you need to get off your chest um, right now? Well, as I suppose, okay. So one memory I do have, it must've been about 10, 12 years ago when I was back living at home, probably about 17, not gone, you know, back from school or whatever it was playing some good old Call of Duty online. And oh. I know, I know, I think it's probably Modern Warfare 2 at the time and you, I think a lot of core players, yourself, Flap, you must uh, sympathise with this, and <laughs> that you, you definitely have days where you you feel like you're on top of the world in the core community. You're, you know, you're getting like thirty kills, two deaths. Yep. You know, we're talking yep. like top yep. loadouts. You are on your <laughs> game. You're wondering why you're not pro, and then you play the next day, and it's just, it's you know, it's your KDs all over the place. It's maybe three kills to eighteen deaths or whatever else. And I remember this one particular time. <laughs> Because uh, I had a, in my old bedroom, I had like a loft bed. So bed was high up. It had a metal frame and then my desk and stuff was underneath it. 
And I, I was in my gaming chair. I had a rocker gaming seat at the time, so I had speakers in behind my ears and headset, you know, headset all up with friends and stuff. We're all throwing F and C bobs to each other as <laughs> as we did. <laughs> you do. And I remember this one particular this one particular time I had I was getting so ticked off that I saw the metal frame, I saw my controller, and most of the time I could keep my calmness just at the yeah. tip of the rage because I'm thinking I don't want to have to go out and buy a new controller. But <laughs> this this particular time I got so enraged by this particular few matches where I just wasn't making any decent progress that I saw this uh, metal support bar of my on my bed next to me and I smacked this thing about three, three or four times on the wall. The controller was all marked and crushed and Ooh. messed up. And then... Uh, to the point where even my dad downstairs yelled up saying, what the fucking hell are you doing up yeah. there? <laughs> and there's me kind of tentatively like, oh, sorry, dad. Sorry, dad. Yeah, nothing. I dropped my controller. <laughs> I said something like that. But no, I've, I've thrown and smacked this thing against the wall a number of times to the point I think I ended up breaking one of the sticks or something. But I, yeah. I've not had any yeah. many moments like that, but that was one in particular, <laughs> which, which I do remember. And and do you do you did you feel the instant shame of it afterwards? Oh, definitely. I, you bear in mind. I think I still had a headset on at this point, and you know, <laughs> friends on the other end of the line, absolutely in tears, laughing at my at my reaction. Yep. And then there's me just thinking, yep. oh shit, my I don't think I think I've, oh, my buttons aren't working now. Not for real this time. It wasn't lag, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> everyone blames lag. But yeah, that was yeah. that one moment. You think, oh man, I definitely overreacted there. I won't be doing that again. <laughs> And, and until the next time, obviously. Uh, until the next time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, uh, I mean, we, we, we play Call of Duty. Well, we used to, not so much anymore, but we used to play Call of Duty a lot, and we used to play kind of a group and stuff. And it was always weird, wasn't it, how someone was going off, and they'd be like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, like, I'm 24 for two. And it's like, oh, my God. And you look at your KD, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> three kills for 27 deaths. You think, you, you know, you're starting to lose your shit. They're on top of the world. Yeah. And it's just that really awkward when you're in the same party because you've got no excuse. You can't really blame lag. We're all suffering the same lag if there is any. It's just in, bad play yeah. at that point. But, in the uh, game is awesome. But the other game thing... Was that? Uh, oh, go on. No, that was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, I'm guessing. Yeah, was in the Modern Warfare uh, 2 uh, I'm talking about at the moment, yeah. yeah. Uh, you could have been any of the Call of Duty. And yeah. to be honest, the thing with Call of Duty is there is an element of luck. I mean, you've got the, the COD curse, haven't you? You know, you, you'd be looking at a corner or a door for, for I don't know, for not necessarily camping, but just know someone's coming. And the, the millisecond you look away, someone comes around the corner and blames you. That's just so frustrating. But I think I think we've all been there to a certain degree. Let's come to you next, Luke. Do you, um, do you partake in multiplayer games? I mean, obviously, you play Halo a lot, and that can be frustrating. Yeah. Do you uh, take your rage out on pieces of equipment uh, and things around you, or, or are you quite calm <laughs> and collected? Um, so this is where the rational professional facade will fall <laughs> for a moment. Um, Excellent. So You're I'm in the not, right place, my friend. Yeah, so I'm not... Um, I, nowadays, uh, I don't get very ragey at all. Uh, there are There are... There are moments in games where I'll be frustrated, but but not to the extent that, you know, I'm going mad or anything like that. However, um, when I was about 15, 16, uh, there were, there's two or three moments specifically. So if you'll indulge me, I'll, 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 um, I'll let, <laughs> yeah, I'll go let for it slip. So when I was that <laughs> age, actually, um, so I picked up the, the OG Xbox when it launched and I was huh? a huge multiplayer gamer on that uh, system um, to the point where I was in uh, a clan 
uh, at the time that oh, nice. um, yep. did did a lot of um, I, I don't want to say professional gaming, but but certainly more serious kind of multiplayer gaming. Uh, so uh, and we were legitimately one of I think probably one of the best teams at Counter Strike in the UK. Oh, nice uh, yep. for the yep. original Xbox. Um, so that's kind of where my love for that game came about. And then years later, I played it on PC. Um, there was one occasion when I played. We were actually <laughs> played. Uh, we had a match against uh, a German team, and they were they were unbelievable. They were the, probably the hardest team we we come up against, and we uh, we had to sub out. Some of our players couldn't make the game, so we had to bring in our, our backup basically. So it was we were already <laughs> already kind of doomed. Uh, yeah. But um, the it, it was it was so bad because it was one poor bloke, uh, bless him, who was on our team who really hadn't played the game much, and we were trying. To, it's really important that you communicate and uh, you know use tactics very well in Counter Strike. It's all about map awareness and and doing that well. He just wasn't good at it, uh, and we got we got absolutely smashed. And throughout the the game, my rage was kind of bubbling away under the surface, but I managed to keep it together until right at the end when the game ended, and I promptly then uh, literally punched my wall. Uh, and <laughs> yep, actually, yep. actually, uh, I didn't. Uh, it was a pretty pretty poor punch because I didn't I didn't make any difference to the wall, but I did sprain my wrist really badly, which meant that I actually couldn't play for about a week uh, while that recovered. So there was that one. Uh, that was that wasn't fun. And then the the only other one that really sticks out, uh, which was which is a pretty <laughs> a pretty bad one as well, was um, we again the same time period. Um, we had a, a few players in our clan who uh, played on Unreal Championship a lot, and they were they were excellent. Okay. They were really good. And I was like, oh, I'll play Unreal Championship. <laughs> you know, I've not, I've never. Really played it before but you know let let me let me go and play it very fast paced (laughs) very fast paced and also very um there's a weird kind of dance that goes on around championship so if anybody remembers things like the shock rifle where you can alt fight you alt fire a a, a, a slow purple dome basically and then you primary fire it and it creates a kind of shock zone and, and it's all about there's a specific way you can dodge that and the homing rockets, you can do a kind of counterclockwise dodge, and there's all this stuff, and they were trying to teach me it. Um, and I I couldn't, I just really could like, I was all right, but I couldn't grasp the kind of technicality. And so, uh, again, raged so badly at some point that I uh, smashed my controller up, then went over to the Xbox, took the game out, and just literally disintegrated it in front of my Whoa. eyes. Just... Just, I was so angry that this I couldn't. Is a different like, Luke, this isn't. It? This is not the Luke that we know and love today. No, this is no, this is the competitive Luke. I'm not. I'm not massively surprised if I'm honest, and I, and I mean that kindly, Luke, because you're yeah, highly competitive, yeah. and I think you're like me. You just, it, it's, it's just frustration out of out of yourself more than anything else. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. So I just, I just, yeah. It, there were there were two really, you know, dark periods in my life where I just, <laughs> just couldn't couldn't control <laughs> couldn't control that rage at all, um, and. And uh, yeah, the the disc one was was just great because because it was one of those moments where you do it, and then as you say, you're like, oh god, why did I do that? Like this instant regret, this a, a very brief, yeah, yeah, very brief moment of satisfaction that fades away That's when it. you realise yeah. that you've just you've just destroyed <laughs> yeah. that game, and now you're gonna have to buy a new one. So so those wow. are mine. But but nowadays, I'm I don't have any of that. I'm I'm very I'm very good. I'm a good boy. Yes, uh, uh, I, you're in very good company. I, I picked a fight with a wall 
Um, and, and as you say, the wall the wall always comes off pretty well because I ended up with a yeah. boxer's fracture um, <laughs> to one of my uh, what's I can't remember what they're called now. This is the carpal bones between your wrist and your knuckle, basically. It's a boxer's fracture, and uh, yeah, that uh, that was. Crikey, I think that might have been Call of Duty. It might have even been Medal of Honor. I mean, crikey, that's how long ago it was, a long time ago. But, uh, wow, it seems like, we've all, seems like we've all been in a similar place. Well, not all of us, but some of us. Um, chat, I'm, I'm intrigued to know. And just, just quickly, uh, you know, drop down in the chat if there's anything you've broken or smashed up, just purely through Game Rage, just let us know what it is. And I, 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 I'm intrigued to know what the most expensive piece of equipment is if someone's thrown their OLED TV out of the window or something, <laughs> I will be intrigued to know. So please just let us know what the, you know the the most expensive thing you've ever beaten up in a game rage. Who should we come to next? Who are we going to pick on next? Let's come to you, Ash. Um, <clears throat> game rage. Uh, is there anything you need to get off your uh, or cleanse your soul with? Anything you need to get off your chest? How does game rage affect you, or are you cool as ice when you're playing games? Do, do you know what? I, my stories aren't anywhere as exciting and as <laughs> crazy as your guys i mean i i rage like if i'm playing multiplayer i i'm not in a nasty way or anything but the f's and the mm. jeffs grow mm-hmm. to uncontrollable levels <laughs> and i will cl- clench my pad as if i am trying yeah. to sort of crush it into a cube Trush it. but yeah. um I'd, i've never thrown anything i've never broke anything but i have honestly i i get more and more frustrated with multiplayer games and i, I don't know whether it's just I, I, it's never my fault, clearly, but uh, there's Obviously something not. that winds me up. But I mean, I've never raged as much as when I, I used to own like a, a land gaming center and literally Counter Strike and Call of Duty uh, Four are two of the most rage-inducing games I've ever played. I mean, <laughs> Counter Strike is the worst because the people that play Counter Strike are so good at Counter Strike, and they let you know. Like, I'll be just trying to play and do well and some guy bunny hops around a corner knives me back of the head um teabags me and then hops off and i'm like what is going <laughs> on and i'm just and i'm just fuming absolutely fuming but like i said i try not to like throw or break anything because i'm like i don't want to buy that again <laughs> i've had a few pads go where i've probably been using them too much but that's more just sort of general sort of pushing too hard on buttons and stuff like that, but never from like throwing them at anyone or anything to that sort of effect. So it's a bit more timid than you guys. It's just half no, no, as exciting, you, is it? No, you have my respect. My God, I wish I was <laughs> like that. I'd probably be wealthier if I was more calm and collected, particularly playing multiplayer games. But even single-player games, it's not just multiplayer. Even single-player games can just irritate the hell out of me sometimes. And like I say, so, you know, something like Death's Door, where you are, it does not hold your hand, and you do have to put in the time and effort to, to work out all of the nuances and quirks and stuff. And if I'm not in a particularly patient mood, that, that frustrates the hell out of me. So uh, I, I have found, though, yeah. with single-player games, it's not... Not the difficult games like desktop i mean that frustrates me because it's hard but i expected that it's games that don't mm. work how they should like the menus don't work or the, the okay. camera doesn't work or if you're and you're pressing it's telling you to do something and it doesn't do what you're asking it to that frustrates me and then i, I start shouting at my telly i'm i'm getting angry and i'm like why do you not do <laughs> what you're telling me to do? it's like press this to do this and then it's not going off your screen this big prompt and it's like i am doing that <laughs> why uh, and that that Bad frustrates coding. me more than it being hard. Yeah, exactly. 
Okay, that's interesting. That's a, that's a that's an interesting nuance I hadn't really considered actually. But yeah, I, I I completely concur with that. Like you say, sometimes when games are badly coded and you feel like you've been cheated, that I think that's the thing, isn't it? That that's where the frustration and the anger comes from. You feel like you've been cheated. But um, well, yeah, have we saved the best till last? We're about to find out. Scott, come on, give us give us all of your sins. I can't believe you're as cool as I. Surely you must rage over something. You you know I'm I guess I'm similar to sort of Luke and, and you guys to be honest, but I I can say hand and heart I've never broken any equipment I've never punched any walls wow. with, with them. Well done. I could say well that, done. but I think mainly that comes from I think as I said, it's like I don't want to spend more money on that. Or you know if you hit the wall, even if the wall comes off worse, you still got to replay the bastard, haven't you? So like at the end, you still yeah absolutely. So um yeah, I, I mean I'm very much like Ash, very much ten year blue F's Jeff's uh, C's mm-hmm. W's. Uh, oh well, we've played in the t- we yeah. played in a Halo tournament. Yeah, it was all getting a bit fruity in there sometimes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Everything that would get us demonetized in, in every way from, from YouTube, I think. Yeah. So um, the, the one the one that stands out, though, is um, and, and for, for those of the original Xbox, you might have, because you mentioned obviously playing CS and an Unreal Championship on the original Xbox. Can you guys remember Return to Castle Wolfenstein? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so what, that what is genuinely one of my favorite multiplayer games of all time. Like genuinely up there was such an amazing, such an amazing game. And this time I was still at school, I think. Um, or it would have been maybe just coming out of school, just going into college, so around 15, 16-ish, um, if, if I remember right. Uh, and the, so the, similar to Luke, actually, we used to play in sort of those clan type type games as mm-hmm. well. Not, nothing sort of serious, but it was relatively competitive. You had a team and you played sort of organized matches and things like that. Um, so the the one that really stands out is we we lost and kind of it's also one of those games where kind of teabagging was a thing as well yeah. and we got stomped and there was this other guy on uh, well I say guy I'll come to that in a second there was somebody else on on the team with us that uh, I kicked off. Uh, about and then all of a sudden it went it went deathly silent i feel terrible about this now actually thinking about it and mm-hmm. about 30 seconds later <laughs> unfortunately this young kid's mom came on the mic <laughs> and told and told me oh, off no. for how wow. uh, for, for the uh for the uh the language that i used towards this what turned out to be a fairly young kid at the time as well but uh i wasn't i wasn't to know um and yeah, that, that's probably the, the worst I've had. It that actually made me feel bloody dreadful if I'm being perfectly honest at the time. Well, that, that doesn't make uh, you feel better knowing that you've been done by a ten year old. Surely, no, well, he was on my team. <laughs> he was on my team. Oh. that was that was oh, that wow. was the thing. So I thought oh, he was wow. sort of a similar age to, to me, but he turned out he was he, he was much younger. So yeah, my my, uh, my language wasn't wasn't great, and uh, yeah, and. I guess when his mom had to come on the mic, it maybe told you sort of how how it made him feel, which is, is something I'm definitely not not proud of. That's probably <laughs> the one that 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 stands out the most. But I am very pleased to say I've never broken anything, at least to at least that I can remember in 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 rage. Th- thankfully, just maybe uh, maybe just made a few children cry, which I don't know what's <laughs> worse. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just scarred a few children's for for life. That's all. Yeah, yeah, wow. I, I, I do, do feel bad thinking back. I should also add, just to jump in, I've just remembered another one uh, which I had, which I'll make very brief. But I want um, well, yeah. this is quite a sad one, actually. Um, as in, you should pity me. If you didn't kill this. a cat but, or anything, did you? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> but I did. I did eight, years and years, I think 
well, I remember what year it was because it correlates to the game. Uh, but I'm a, a big player of Football Manager. So okay. uh, on PC. So and I remember in <laughs> Football Manager 2008. Um, I was do- I, c- I can't remember the circumstance of where I was in the game, but I was taking control of my my beloved Sheffield United, uh, and um, I think it was in the Premier League. And um, you can't redo games on Football Manager. Uh, you can you you can kind of redo a game by yeah. saving, quitting out, and loading back yes, in. It's but, but, but yeah, so but I never never did that at all until one game. I'll never forget it. And I was away to Burnley in the Premier League, and <laughs> no matter what I did, so I, I started the game and I lost six nil, and I just couldn't comprehend it. So I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not having that. I'm going to go back. <laughs> I'm going to go back and I'm going to do it again. Next game, lost four nil, and I must have done the game about fifteen times, like just not comprehending how can Burnley be so good? like they were playing like Barcelona back in the day. Um, and I ended up, I had a cheap monitor. I ended up actually punching the monitor and just completely, like, de- oh, wow. not destroying it, but, you know, it kind of all all the liquid inside just kind of yeah, yeah. blobbed out. Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was it was, it was was pretty bad, uh, and particularly because it's football manager, so it's not even, I'm not even with other people. No one's aggravating me apart no. from the Burnley AI. Um, <laughs> it's, so. it's not even that Twitch reaction. It's like, no. oh, if, you know, <laughs> he ran around no. the corner and, I, you know, he shot me. I think it's because it's, it's, it's really tactical. That, so, like, you're yeah. like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing wrong? How, yeah. how the hell can I beat Burnley with this team at the time? Um, so it was, yeah, it was annoying. Very annoying. Wow. Yeah, Evidently. I've saved scummed many a time of football manager, man. That's, <laughs> that's the only only way to do it, I think. How far did you have to go back? Because there's been times where that's happened and I've literally gone back, like the auto saves maybe like a three-month in-game period. And you've I had think, to go back like five yeah. or six games. I think luckily for me, it was only about two weeks worth of game time, so I could get, yeah. get to it pretty wow. pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah, sometimes, it, like, it, as you say, you, you do it sometimes and it'd just be... It'd be months, wouldn't it? You'd have to like yeah. replay all like seven fixtures or something. <laughs> yeah, as long as you didn't sleep further down the league by by coming back, that would have made it even worse. Yeah, no. Luckily, they were. Uh, I think it was uh, an international break, so I could skip quite quickly <laughs> for it. Excellent. Wow. I've got another Go one, on actually. Pucks. Yeah. So this is actually kid rage. So big fan of Legend of Zelda. Back in the day, I must have been about more oh, seven or eight years old. Game Boy Advance SP playing the Legend of Zelda: The Minish Cap. Um, and I spent hours and hours playing through this game. I loved it so much. Got to the final boss, which has got about five or six different, uh, what do you call it, like stages. Stages, yeah. And uh, I, I kept I death after death after death, and there was one particular time, I remember being at my, my grandparents' place, and it was on a Saturday evening or something. I'm sitting on the sofa playing this game, and there was the one moment I was... I felt like I was almost there. I got to the last stage I'd never got to before. I was... I felt like it's all going well. I've got plenty of health left and all that kind of stuff. And then this one big attack out of nowhere right at the end just completely wiped me out. And I remember feeling, as a young kid, like pure and innocent still at this point, feeling so angry at what just happened. I ended up <laughs> bursting into tears and just wow. very, very carefully closed the clamshell of the, uh, of the Game Boy, put it down and just kind of <laughs> stuck there in this emotional turmoil, not knowing what to do with myself because I felt like I was so close to finishing this game. And then after so many attempts and then no, I... I got killed right at the last moment, and then I was so enraged that yeah, seven eight year old me just 
burst into tears for about half an hour. <laughs> wow. Good God, times. Well, we have, we have cleansed some souls. I think the silliest game I've ever game raged over was, again, an offline game. I think it was Kingdom Hearts or something. I think there was a... Oh, a, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was so frustrating. I think it was the Hercules bit. Was there a Cerberus you had to fight or something? It was yeah, just driving yeah, yeah. me nuts. I think it was on PS2, I think. Jeez, oh, they were the days. Wow. I've got, <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a few comments, actually, if you want me to read these out. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, where are we with the chat? I'll save the best one I have saved for last, but uh, It's Timmy V2 says, I used to throw controllers when I raged or got frustrated when playing games. Mm-hmm. Now I just throw lots of swear words about, and sometimes <laughs> I've bashed the floor in rage. <laughs> yeah, no, well done. Yeah, well, well done. Uh, Stubbs Gaming, I used to bad game rage in COD multiplayer, as we've all said. Uh, yeah. Indie gamer, this is going to sound lame, but I've never really major game raged. I think it's because it's my happy place. Lol, I can get rage otherwise occasionally though. She's the elite. Similarly, actually, I don't really rage much. I lose my temper other times, but not much in games. Games are supposed to be me, supposed to be my zen place. I, I should point out though, but during the, I don't know about you guys, but during the rage, like I'm still enjoying the experience, but I'm just oh yeah, you go back pissed. for more, don't you? I'm just supremely pissed <laughs> off of it at the same time. <laughs> you always go back for more. That's the thing, you know. You might smash your controller up and fix it or find another one, but you know, within half an hour, I'm I'm booting fucking Call of Duty back up again for another yeah. go. <laughs> you made your cup of tea and you're back to it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Ball Gamer. Worst thing I've ever done is raged so bad playing Metal Gear Solid 1 on my PS1. Kept getting killed by Sniper Wolf. I lost it. <laughs> and I threw my PS1 out of the window. And, wow. remember, cry- and remember crying afterwards, seeing it smashed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. Wow, well, I think that wins. Oh no no no! It doesn't. It doesn't. I've got, I've no. got one more, and I'm hoping oh, I can on. read it out because it's quite funny. So this is from a super cosmic puma who says, "Controller flew out." <laughs> I can't even read it. <laughs> Do you need us to step in for you there, Fox man? I've just, I've just seen it. I've just seen it. No, no, I'll get there. Hold on, give me one more try. Right, give, give yourself a moment, man. Compose yourself. Deep breaths. Ah, okay. Oh, so, super cosmic has said. Controller flew out of the fifth floor into a small lake. <laughs> Below there's restaurants around it. It's a man-made lake, only a few feet deep. Did the walk of shame. <laughs> into the lake in front of a cheering crowd. Only had one controller. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry I've lost it. But, oh, man, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Did he, did he say what game it was? Puma, Puma, tell, tell oh, us. Oh, Puma, game. what game was this, please? We need to know oh, what game it was, mate. Oh, that is so fucking sympathise with that. He got one controller. <laughs> this is the thing. He, the thing is, he wants to play more. He's got one controller. He's got to go and get it from the lake. <laughs> did it work? Did he do the walk of shame? Uh, if that controller worked, that'd be hilarious. Oh, wow. But, Oh, you could just picture it, can't you? Just the window open. You got fuck's sake, launch this thing out there. And you're like, oh no, it's my only controller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's the best oh, one I've read yet. Man. Oh, oh so well done. Pure, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. back saying he was aiming for the wall. <laughs> aiming for the wall. That's the worst part. He flew out the window. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm oh, sorry, wow. chat. Oh, we've lost it a bit, but oh, that's that's hilarious. Oh man. Oh wow. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. I was not <laughs> expecting those kind of stories. Wow. Well, that actually makes me feel a lot better. But I've never done that. No matter what I've done, I've never done that. Oh, that was Gears of War. Computers just come back. Wow. It was playing Gears. <laughs> Excellent! Whoa. Okay, Luke. Well, I think I mean you've you've <laughs> you've smashed up a, a monitor. Um, we've had a PS one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, well done. Thank you, everyone, for sharing that with us. My God, like I said, that makes me feel better. And for some reason, games get a bad rap in the uh, in the gaming press. I don't know why. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you very much, everyone. I think that kind of draws us to a close. I can't carry on with that. Wow, I we're not going to talk about. We'll be able to, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to have to leave it there. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you very much. That was fantastic chat. That was brilliant. Yes, I, I had a funny feeling this one might. Uh, I, I was hoping people weren't going to going to hold back because I had a suspicion we all kind of game rage on some kind of level. And it's quite nice to know that I'm not the only one that kind of game rages on the level I do, and that, and that I'm not top of the shop when it comes to game rage. There's, there's people that rage harder than me, so that's kind of cool. Wow, fantastic! What a great show! Thank you very much, everyone. Let's just do the obligatory round of um, thank you for being here. And uh, we'll start with you, Scott, if that's okay, my friend. Thank you for well, thank you for help host last week's show. Um, like I say, there's some stuff kind of going down in the background that. You know, like I said, life gets in the way, unfortunately, yeah. and we didn't quite do the the uh, the anniversary sort of show and stuff that we had planned. But we will do that at some point when when Definitely. kind of things take an upwards turn, if that makes sense to to people that know. Um, so uh, no, thank you for doing that, my friend. It was a fantastic show. I absolutely loved listening to to you two kind of host it like that, particularly you, Luke, as well. It was uh, just such a different experience for me, and um, really loved it. So thank you for doing that, and thank you for capturing this footage as well. Um, and we'll do it again next week did you have a good show yeah i loved it i just want to add there just to add to super cosmic puma's thing the pad didn't work either so he did the walk <laughs> of shame and it didn't walk so <laughs> it didn't work so he, he did it for, for nothing so um wow. but no i l- love the show mate um apologies for some of the the technical hitches with the videos uh a, a little bit earlier so um but no had had loads of fun obviously great hanging out with you guys and uh ash it was great to have you on the show again mate uh and uh yeah obviously thank you very much to to the chant for their wonderful stories and and comments as well so thank you very much no problem well the confessionals always go down well and we will be doing more there's plenty of scope um to do more confessionals like that and uh yeah fantastic thank you puxley i think you got quite a lot out of that one didn't you have you cleansed your soul do you feel like you've shared now and that you can walk around burden free Oh, I think so. I'm feeling a lot better now. And uh, thank you all in the chat, especially you, Super Super Cosmic, for that incredible story. I don't know why that really tickled me. Because uh, mainly because I can imagine it happening and I can picture myself doing it, if I'm perfectly honest. I think that's also what's kind of got me as well. But no, really good. Thanks, chat. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the show. I think, as we said uh, before we went live, actually, that, again, we've had things going on in real life. We've kind of been on and off. So it's actually quite It's really nice to be back on the show and part of the team and interacting with everyone on the panel with the chat again so thank you all very much once again for being here yeah no, absolutely i agree my friend ashley thank you for coming back for a second time you you must have enjoyed it the first time to come back for a second time i hope you uh i hope you cleansed your soul and you and you kind of realize where you sit now in the game rage kind of scene oh yeah i've absolutely loved it and honestly i've had 
a good laugh now in this last sort of 20 minutes. I cannot complain <laughs> about that. That's uh, ended my day fantastically, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, we'll have to um, we'll have to get our Halo competition um, penciled in. We will definitely do it. I'm still very much an advocate of Splitgate at the moment. It's not taken up too much. Well, saying that the, the servers crashed quite horrendously, and they've they've struggled to uh, to get that game back up and running because I think since they've launched it on um, console. It's kind of gone viral, and they keep getting their servers crashing. And that's a very small team that they're trying to get fixed as well. So Splitgate's a fantastic game. Um, I envisage we'd probably do another Halo one, but if there is another game that you want to do, let us know. We played uh, Wandering Dutch's crew at Rogue Company, so uh, we're up for for other games. And there is a there is a, a game that we'd like to play. Uh, we, we'd like the GPG crew to be against our community as well. I know, I know we've mentioned it a few times, and it was something I was trying to plan for our for our birthday at Stroke Anniversary. Uh, but like I say, unfortunately, we weren't able to in time. But that is something we're still planning to do. So we would love to have the GPG crew versus um, you guys in our, in our community. That would be fantastic, and uh, we'd love you to be part of that as well, Ash, if you can. Um, yeah, definitely, <clears throat> Luke. Thank you very much for, for hosting last week's show again, my friend. It was fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Like you say, different experience, but um, you, you were more than up to the challenge, and I, I am more than happy for anyone else who wants to host just to, just to let us know because I really enjoy it when you guys host. You bring a slightly different dynamic, and I actually quite enjoy being a guest on the show as well. So uh, did you have a good time? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, as I say, it was a very different dynamic, uh, but I really enjoyed it last week and uh yeah it was just nice to be able to to give you a break i think and uh, you not have to not have to worry about it for a week so that's that's always that's always of a benefit so yeah and, and tonight's show uh um yeah really enjoyed that and uh particularly uh super cosmic puma story at the end which is which is a tale for the game rage ages i think that's just absolutely absolutely fantastic. that's going down in the annals of history uh, and that's the one to beat, I think. That's the one to beat. Yep. So thank you very much. Excellent chat. <clears throat> As always, thank you ever so much for being part of our journey. Um, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's been an amazing journey for us. Like I say, we're 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 a one year and six days old, um, and, and to to be where we are in terms of listenership, our community, our sub count, where we are on Twitter, it just Pucks and I never never really expected to be in this situation now, where we get to have a, a GPG crew. We have a community that seems to like what we do. And we absolutely love being a part of, um, and it's such a great pastime. And for all of our gaming rage. Um, you know, gaming is a fantastic escape mechanism for many people and for many reasons, uh, and I absolutely adore it for that and everyone that we've managed to meet along the way. So thank you, everyone, for being part of our journey. <clears throat> you mean the world to us. We will see you on the next show. And in the meantime, safe gaming. Enjoy all of those brand new games coming out, and we will see you on the next one. <laughs>